Hello and welcome back to the Hypocritic Podcast. My name is Trent. Joining me today is Nick and Steven. We're super excited to get back to it. We got another great pick for you this week. Um, it will be a Trent's pick. But before that, I do want to say uh, we will be providing spoilers throughout the episode. You will hear a lot of detail into the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie, maybe watch it first. But you don't have to. Um, also, I want to say we are not real critics. We just like to review movies uh, every week, and we put our own little twist on these things. This is episode number 80. What a milestone. Great job, guys. Look how far we've come. My goodness. Um, made huge strides. Today, guys, we've got a good movie, Trent's pick. Like I said, this one's called Thank You for Smoking. Very excited to jump into this Thank one. Thank you for smoking. But first, how are you guys doing? What do you guys think? When did you watch it? Ooh. Well, let's uh, let's start out with Watched that. Watch this bad boy last night. Now, it's not a true story. I looked into it. Yeah, is it? It's, it's, not, a, it's true not a true biopic? story. Because the ending... Because the whole nicotine the in that scene was like, whoa, did that really happen? And like, what were the effects of that? But uh, I think... I think some of, There are elements of truth to it. Yeah. But. It's based on this guy that... Uh, he was a lobbyist for, I think, a bunch of different things, not just, you know, tobacco, but sort of uh, for a lot of those things that people die and they got a lobby around it. But very interesting mm-hmm. movie. I liked it. Firearms. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick? Steven just giving his, giving his take right away. I like it. Um, yeah, it's got, it's got uh, J- or not Jason Reitman, uh, Aaron Eckhart, which um, I actually know him predominantly from Batman. Um, which is ironic because him and the reporter uh, Katie Holmes that yes. kind of fucks him over in this movie. Um, yes, they're both in in Batman, and it was kind of cool seeing them both in like lead roles. But yeah, it's about this like big tobacco lobbyist who is kind of walking this line between okay, I have this job to do where my job is to represent big tobacco, but there's also kind of like this moral dilemma of you know what am i doing um from like an ethical perspective is this is this the right thing to do i guess um Mm -hmm. and his son is kind of following him throughout the movie which is interesting his son's like kind of trying to learn like these life lessons and just kind of learning from his dad and trying to grow as as like a young kid um, but yeah, there's some interesting kind of twists and turns. Um, it's a pretty short movie, an hour and a half, uh, which was easy to watch last night. I watched it late last night, which was another mm-hmm. reason I, I kind of didn't go snowboarding cause I, I did not have it in me to wake up at four 30 this morning, but, um, yeah, solid, solid movie. Um, well, I'll, I'll get, I'll get into my review later, but I had some pros yeah, and cons yeah. for sure. Whoa, 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 what, whoa. What, uh, what's your, t- not on the movie what's review your podcast. Don't give your movie review on the movie review podcast. Hold, hold on. <laughs> hold the phone. You too. Hold the phone. So <laughs> I am glad though, Nick, that you brought up the uh, kid aspect. Um, his kid following him around throughout the movie was, I think probably one of the more bigger elements of the movie. And that's kind of what they bring up in the IMDb plot, which let me just go ahead. Right. And, and as the father on the panel, of course I will be speaking on the subject later on. Oh Yeah. For sure, for sure. It's um, IMDb says it's a satirical comedy, follows the uh, machinations, which that means plot or scheme, of Big Tobacco's chief spokesman, Nick Naylor, who spins on behalf of cigarettes 
while trying to remain a role model for his 12 year old son. So yeah, the 12 year old son, I think is a big element of the movie, that relationship and, and the moral, the moral questions uh, and flexibility he has throughout the movie also representing people um, who, you know, um, and, borderline kill a lot I of people. Love, and I love uh, a good court scene, a, a nice, accurate court scene. And then, and there were things like this that really did go down. And you see on was that part accurate? The, was the court think, scene accurate? I think the idea of it was accurate. I think they did have like, uh, you know, hearings or it wasn't necessarily a, a case. I think it was just like a, they're negotiating like what what, what they're going to do. But um, <clears throat> you hmm. saw because he has the two friends, the alcohol lobbyist and the uh, firearm lobbyist. They're in there. And talk about a good Homeboy cast. Maker, man. I mean, there was banger after banger coming out of nowhere with this fucking oh, yeah. cast. Uh, you got J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I mean, God, I know there was uh, uh, William yeah. Macy. Dude, William Macy's not slinging True Coat no more. Not True Coat this time. Not <laughs> oh, this yeah, time, that, Fargo. That was so funny. That was so funny seeing him fresh off Fargo. Right. Since you're saying that, Stephen, let me go ahead and say this. The, the writer and director uh, wrote individual leg- letters to each of the stars in the film. Um, and every first choice that they asked to play the role, uh, they all accepted their parts. Mm. So he got everybody he wanted, basically. Yeah, it's a great cast. Nice. Rob, Rob Lowe. Um, yeah. There's a bunch, of, a bunch of people we'll get into. So, yeah, if you guys are ready, we can start talking about all that stuff, the uh, stats and facts of the movie. Okay, so we're back. And we took a little bit of a hiatus, but it's good to be back. Um, we should explain. Uh, you may have noticed Christmas Story just came out. Just disregard <laughs> that. We're just going to pump this content out. Uh, we all went on Trent's That's bachelor right. party. Yes. Oh, yes. Breckenridge, yes. Colorado. Trent, Oh, man, it? so good to have you guys out there. So good to be on the slopes. So fun. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better trip. I really couldn't have. Hell of a time. So much fun. Power oh, man. up your waist. Tree The runs. last day? You remember the last day? It, it was, was a great weekend. It was just dumping on us. Oh, Snowing all day. And, and we were just hitting those on. runs. We were basically uh, professional of Breck. Because we knew all of the runs, we knew where to go. It wasn't we were trying to scramble and figure out where to where the best runs were, and uh, it just started dumping yeah. on us. Man, I had such oh, yeah. a good trip. I'm so glad you guys were both able to come. I know we hit the we uh, we all got together in Denver and we went over to Nick's place and did some cooking before we uh, headed out. And Nick was yep. the host of us and the forerunner, yep. and yep. we appreciate that. Nick, did you. Uh, yeah, trips trips like that spoil you, man. I actually haven't had a huge desire to go since then, just because that like filled filled my cup, so to speak, for for a while. And yeah, I mean those weekend trips spoil you, man, because the the day trips with the traffic. Stephen got a little taste of that traffic coming back, and that wasn't even bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when yeah, when you're you work all week, and then maybe you have a few beers on Friday, and like I was up till eleven thirty, twelve. By the time, you know, my head hit the pillow last night and I had friends who were like, yep, meet, meet you at the parking lot at, you know, 5 a.m. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I am so not early. about to get four, four to four and a half hours of sleep, yeah. go ski all day and then do this podcast. But um, yeah, it's so much better just being up there. Like that town is so cool. It's so much character. Um, yeah, we went yeah, out we, like we, every night. We, we, we soaked it in. We Yeah, we went out every night dead tired when we came back so fun um, but yeah a couple life changes steven started a new job 
Trent's got a wedding coming up. Yep. Um, I am, I haven't been doing shit other than <laughs> going to bachelor parties and preparing for weddings. Um, but Nick, you're about to, you're approaching to be a scratch. Yeah, that's long. true. Gosh, dude. I went to the range today and I had some, I had some rust to shake off. Actually something new I have been doing is, um, I, I started playing, uh, in a top golf league on Mondays, which I've been telling you guys a oh, little that's bit cool. about, which is super fun. Yeah, you have fun. you basically pay a hundred bucks for the whole season and you get the bay from like six to ten the competitions from like seven to nine so you can get there early warm up and you don't have to worry about like oh i only have a hundred balls to hit you can just whack away you get unlimited balls mm-hmm. um and the the freaking tracer mm. man is so helpful um and the computer screen too is so cool because you get really good real-time feedback like a lot of it's intuitive with golf when you like thin or chunk a shot or something. But sometimes when you're just slightly off with your swing, you can't really tell. But then when you see it on the screen, it's like, oh, the height of my shot was a lot lower. It didn't land right. on the green as soft because I thinned it. And then when you actually pure it, it goes higher. It lands a lot softer. It's like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Um, so stuff like that was mm-hmm. is really cool. And actually knowing your yardage is like to the exact like yard is really helpful. Yeah, for sure. But right. it's a nice way. I mean, you guys are a little bit spoiled. You can play year round um, out where you're where you guys are at. But I guess I technically can, too. But there's been a really snowy, cold January for us. So I haven't golfed for real since um, I went with you, Steven. So it's been over a month and the snow has just been like not melting here because it's been so cold. But um, the courses are finally starting to like open back up. I'm playing with my dad next weekend and I think we're going to do a scramble because we're both going to be <laughs> rusty AF. No, no one's putting up a good score. We'll, we'll, t- we'll say that. Yeah, we are, uh, we're some weeks now removed from the trip, but we've been taking a little bit of a break. I got a new job. I got my dealer's license also. So I'm trying to do a couple different things at once and just yeah. busy as hell. That's why the Christmas story episode is out. We apologize, but we're back at it. We're going to keep it cracking. We're going to keep smoking. And thank you. For thank you for letting us keep smoking. <laughs> yes. Smoke them if you got them. Let's get in those, uh, those Smoke juicy stats effects. <laughs> All right. Let's hop into that stats effects. I want to get into it, boys. All right. Rick Shields. Let's get into the stats and facts. Or thank you for smoking. Oh, man, I'm excited to talk about this one with you guys. I think it's going to be a fun one. There's a lot of elements to this movie. Um, I don't want to... Oh, did you guys freeze on me? You're frozen on us. You're frozen. Okay. Well, we can keep going. Don't worry about that. It's a very Um, appealing picture of you as well. I should screenshot. Good. I hope so. Sometimes I freeze and I look like a donkey. No, it's... it's, (laughs) Um, You look great. Being jackass. But okay, let's keep going. So, stats and facts. I'm going to start off here with the... The critics, what the critics are thinking. And we've got a Rotten Tomato of 86%, audience score of 87%, IMDb was 7.5, and Google users was 79%. Is that surprising to y'all? Is that online? What do you, what'd you guys... That's pretty, they're, they're in the fairway. High. I mean, they're in the fairway. Yeah, I think they're close. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, I thought it was well-received by critics, and I, I kind of expected that for the most part. Uh, it was released in 05, 2005 mm. comedy drama crama or a comedy comedy yeah 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 i yeah. know that's that's, that's a crime comedy right it'd be more of a dramedy it could switch hit crama rated r oh, yeah. uh one hour 35 minutes nick you commented on that i think you're right i think um 
It was a good easy watch. Length. Easy watch. Easy it was watch much appreciated. If you're about it, much appreciated last night. Um, I was not. Yeah, not I think what's funny movie last night. is now every time we watch a movie for this podcast, I think the first thing each of us does is when we start that movie is we look at the time code. We see <laughs> how long is this motherfucking movie? And it's always, you never know. Also, it could be, I, this could have been a three hour movie and I would have been like, oh, this is just, sorry, this is another, so another long speaking, speaking on the links of movies, um, this came up in conversation the other day with my friends. We were talking about Avatar 2. And James Cameron was talking about that movie who directed uh, directed the movie, and he was talking about you know people complaining about three plus hour movies. You know it's crazy. It's like if you binge a show, I mean some shows are 30, 45 minutes, but like for instance, I've been I've been getting into that Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. Each of those episodes is between an hour and five and like an hour and fifteen minutes for one show. So for an hour and a half movie, it's really not more than like one or two episodes of that. Um, and if you're talking a two hour movie, that's like two episodes of your, your show that you easily binge watch. But for some reason, when you watch a show and it's, it's separated out into 45 to an hour and 15 minute long, like episodes, it, it's like a psychological thing. It doesn't, doesn't, I don't know. Like it, it feels like this big yeah. task to like sit down and watch it all at once. But when you really think about it, it's really not that much of an investment of time. It, I think it is, uh, when it's three hours, I understand, I guess if James Cameron made that point, it's just too much. I think it's too much to commit for one duration. I will say I just watched Titanic. Great movie. You guys should go back and watch it because it's fucking good, but it's three hours. Yeah. We'll have to do it. I have to watch it in two increments and I think it's perfect. If you do that, you just break it up and then you can really enjoy it. If it's three, just the whole three at the same time for me, it's too much. It's too, it's too big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, I did want to say, you can, I, well, was, real quick. I did watch you. the movie. Really, really good movie. And I do think that, um, I see your point, Nick, because you know, if you binge a show and you just like crash through it, you can like, you can watch five, six episodes in a day and, and still want more. And then, but when it comes mm-hmm. to a movie, yeah, I feel like there's, there's always going to be different opinions about that. But I think as long as it's a really, really good movie, I don't care how long it goes for, especially if the scenes are, doing something if it's just like a bunch of like repetitive you know scenes of nothing going on and you know i forget what right. movie mm-hmm. we had like that where it just seemed there were so many scenes where it just did, i feel like they didn't even need to be there it just like felt felt like it was taking up time and uh you know yeah. but we can continue on some, some of those facts so <clears throat> i was also going to say you could watch this uh right now on hulu as of uh was it february 5th 2023 I saw it on Hulu. I hope you guys didn't pay for it. Unless you don't have Hulu, you might have needed to. Uh, And then the box office, the box office for this was, any guesses? When did this come out again? What year? 05. 05. 2005. Right before the the, uh, housing collapse. People were balling. People were balling right now. And they didn't know that they needed to save their money. So they're spending a lot more on movies like this, more than they should have. A lot of actors, a lot of big... All right, there's a lot of big name actors. Let's go. You know what? I I would actually... Oh, hell no. What are you talking about, Steven? 200 mil? What are we doing here? Nick, Nick, what do you think? This was... Well, I guess the cast would be the most expensive part about this movie because there was no special effects, no theatrics. Like, I would think that this would be a fairly low-budget movie. Um... I was thinking like 10 to 15 mil box office. 
Ooh, so Steven was way high, way too large on that number. It was uh, Nick. The budget was about ten million. Okay. Um, the oh, box office right. was forty. I got the budget. Box right, office but not was forty the, million. Forty million. Yeah. Yeah, Steven, you're talking. Yep. You're talking Avatar numbers up there. No, you're right. You're no, right. Yeah, Avatar got I'm like two billion. That I, wasn't the trees, boys. That Avatar. was a fade right in the trees. I'm gonna take a breakfast fall on that one. <laughs> 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 um avatar's box office guys was right around three billion jesus christ the second one or first one yeah the second one that was wow. the box office oh wait wait wait. that might be the that might be the second one the way i know the, the first one the second the second one's box office isn't even out yet oh no, no. uh yeah it's not even out on Google. i think it was pretty it, so we'll keep going. i think initially oh, no, it was 2.1 billion oh, okay what is it? Grossing over two point one billion worldwide. Did you guys both see it? No, no I haven't seen it. The Way of Water. It's actually no. really good. Um, I, you guys know, I picked Avatar. I really liked it. Um, and I think it's like all James Cameron has been doing, and all these actors for the last they put so much time in these movies. Even the so, first one, I think they put a lot of time and you know a lot of money, and it's all you know so much computer work too. But I mean. The new one is really cool. So pretty qu- pretty cool aside really quick. Um, we don't have to go down Avatar uh, rabbit hole too far. But when I was in L.A. for the national championship game, one of the guys there that we met up with in Hermosa Beach, which is like this really cool beach town um, outside of L.A., he was, an, he was a motion animator on the Avatar movie and like work from home full time and it's just been like working on his whole career basically has been the avatar series and he's like dude i've watched it like way too many times i can't like i i like dream of blue people in my sleep now i've like seen it so many times but he said some some people on his team are in their like 40s and their whole career has been avatar from avatar one like all the way through to this movie and they still have more to go like isn't it crazy thinking like some people could go their yeah. whole career working on this one franchise movie and not anything else. Yeah. And that's what's that crazy because I think James Cameron put, I think uh, in an in interview, he, he said like once he saw Smeagol in the Lord of the Rings series, he was like, all right, the technology's here. Like we can do this idea. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think it just takes so long and so much money. And I'm not even surprised to hear that because I, you even see the other actors have it, aren't doing anything else because, at least from what I can see, just because they're they're so busy with you know Avatar, and that's you know, that's all they've been doing. Yeah. But uh, all right, boys, we, we got, rain we got in, raining you in, raining you in here. Um, this movie actually, I didn't realize it was based off a book uh, by Christopher Buckley. It was published in 1994, so this this whole movie is based off of a book. I didn't realize, and then. There's a lot of like interesting, weird things in it in the movie that I didn't realize. Uh, for example, uh, 17 minutes into the film, an ad saying more doctors smoke alpacas than any other cigarette can be seen, <laughs> and this is actually this is actually a slogan that was used for camels. No, because you guys hmm. know that um, there was that, that crazy? there was that whole thing where they, they can't even advertise anymore. Like cigarette companies can't even advertise. And I I was reading up, I forget exactly what the legislation went or whatever it was that went through, but um so pretty much at the end of the movie, you know when like he gets out and he um he pretty much he doesn't accept the job back. 
Well, the alcohol yeah. apparently right after then, right after that, this is when the the industry gets slammed, and they pretty much they have to pay uh, annual costs for um, like medical help for people that are in medical, you know, and, and like in facilities because of smoking related illnesses. Yeah, and so they can't advertise anymore. Uh, a lot of times, like I don't think there's any advertising like legal at all. That's why you'll never see like cigarette ads or anything besides just like in a gas station where they yeah, sell that kind or of on stuff. magazines. But, so yeah, it's crazy, and like the whole so like debate is super interesting too. So um, I I just saw a fact that was saying that kind of a, as a part of the message in the movie, no one is shown smoking a cigarette throughout the entire movie. Um, yeah. which I, I found kind of interesting. And, you know, what's, what's funny is I was thinking back when I was graduating from Terry Trent at Georgia, um, when all these companies would come for like career fairs and stuff, there was this company mm-hmm. and I, I just found it cause I couldn't remember. I knew it started with an A it's called Altria group. And they would come to, um, cause I, I majored in business, but I was studying sales and they came to our sales classroom and uh, they were, they were advertising jobs where you'd basically be a sales rep for this company called Altria group, which distributes, um, cigarettes and tobacco to different gas stations. Like you would own a territory and like go to different gas stations Uh, and make sure that they're like stocked up and stuff. They paid really well. And it was like a commit, like base plus commission kind of job. But I was kind of looking around like, and this kind of fucked that this company is like coming to our class to advertise for not advertise but be like hey come distribute cigarettes basically yeah. recruit, recruit and i was like people. Yeah. that's such an interesting job because it, it's it kind of goes back to the message of this movie um and one of the more interesting parts of it i thought was kind of that thing about like you know do law- lawyers have to represent you know murderers and stuff like it's almost like this job that like cigarettes aren't going away and the people who are using them are going to keep using them and he kind of says that too like i'm going to give my son the freedom i'm going to educate him about like the the cons about it and let him make his own choices and the people who are continuing to smoke cigarettes are accepting the risks and somebody has to sell them to them so it's like it's right. it's this weird gray area of like you're kind of you're kind of perpetuating the monster by by helping sell them but at the same time you're not like necessarily i don't I, I if you're working for that company i don't feel like you're oh i i convinced this teenager to smoke cigarettes you're kind of just selling to the people who already are using the product i guess it's it's kind of an interesting conversation though and real quick yeah and uh, you guys know jewel uh they got like you I, oh, they I, got I, they, yeah. can't even sell yeah. jewels anymore and what was i think a big thing they got hit for was they were uh, marketing two kids it was like they were trying to get kids into it and there was kids in high school like people freaking out because like oh they don't have their jewel and like these kids are like getting these jewels and getting super addicted to nicotine and then they don't have it and they're going through like serious withdrawal because they don't have their nicotine like their high concentrated nicotine so these kind of industries have been getting bashed but it is very similar to alcohol and things like that and even now marijuana but when you consider that kind of stuff he had a couple really good points where he was like you know, first of all, it should be up to the parents to educate their children and it should be up to the school systems to educate on what what things in the world are bad because like you said Nick, we are going to sell them. They're not going to go anywhere. And the whole the whole dispute they were trying to do in that hearing or whatever was just trying to put the skull and crossbones on it, 
which I think now they have the Surgeon's General warning on there. You see it. These oh, things yeah. cause cancer. Smoking causes cancer. And people, they're like, no, we don't need words on there. We need, like, you know, a big skull and crossbones. And, and then he was pretty much like, well, you know, you manufacture cheese and I, I could just I could just as easily say, like, you're related to heart disease and cholesterol deaths. So, like, should we put that on all the cheese that this is poison? Because, you know, that's essentially what we're saying. You know, you're essentially you're essentially blocking an industry out because it's bad for you when alcohol is the same thing. Firearms, the same thing. And then you saw the other lobbyists come through. They were for like fast food and biohazard and right. something else. Oil. Oil. Yeah. Right. Like other shit that is not good for the world. But people spend a ton of money on, and they're not going anywhere. And then it's kind of like, well, you're sort of picking on us. I do get his yeah, thing. They, I do. I definitely agree that that kind of stuff should have like a label on it. You know, this is bad. You know, but then like it goes to the FDA thing too. It's like all this food, you know, is bad. Fast food is horrible. A lot of food in general is just not good for you. But you know, as a society, I feel like we've just accepted it, and we just, you know. Yeah, all the all the parallels that they were making were, were kind of interesting and, and things I hadn't thought about before, like the um, the people who made like landmines or even the people who invented the atomic bomb. Like what a fucking conundrum that is. Like you're building this weapon that can kill yeah. hundreds of thousands of people. Um, but, you, you know, you're like a brilliant scientist who like knows how to build it. But it's it's this moral. And yeah, I mean. I, I could see both sides of it because obviously, you know, cheese isn't killing people at the same level that cigarettes are. But yeah, there's so many so many risks you take in life that are inherently dangerous, like getting in a car. Um, but you're not going to put a big logo on the side of your car that's you know is whatever you know this thing yeah, kills people. Right. Um, no one wants a, a fucking F-150 with a big logo on the side of it that says, I'm, you know, you could die driving this. Yeah. Um, a skull and crossbones. Yeah. Right. So that, that part of it was pretty cool. And I think, yeah, that was a cool part. Go ahead, Trent. I, well, I was going to bring up the, there, I was going to talk about this later, but there was a good quote where he's talking about how protecting, he protects disenfranchised corporations who've been abandoned by their consumers like the logger, the sweatshop, the oil driller, the landmine developer, and the baby, the baby seal poacher. Seal poacher yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes into that, like, you know, there, there are consumers for these items. Right. And it's controversial, but people do abandon, you know, you know, they abandon their corporation that they ultimately buy from uh, when it comes to it being untasteful, you know, in terms of, like, public the public eye or whatever. So it's just really interesting to see how they framed it and how Nick Naylor would and frame it. And what was interesting his... about the whole movie too, is that you're, and I was not expecting this, but you're like on the side of the lobbyist the entire time. It's like framed to where like, he's the good guy almost when in reality, he's like kind of an asshole. Like he's still just, you know, doing these things to, you know, you know, and I think, you know, like you said, yeah. they're still going to make money and they're still going to sell the things. So they have to put like, you know, a little whatever search and general warning on the package. Like, I don't think that's, you know, too big of a deal. But from apparently from whatever that was based on, it actually did come like they have to. Like I said, they have to pay annual cost uh, for the medicine. But it's just I, I suppose for them, it's just like a speeding ticket. And they're still making so much money that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's a part of doing business. Right. Part of the just, uh, costs of doing business. Another thing just I thought that, that was expenses now. <laughs> another thing that I thought was interesting was that conversation with his son. And maybe you guys can like 
help help fill in the gaps with me a little bit on this. And I think I kind of understood what he was saying, but he was he was getting in some sort of debate with his son, and he was basically his son was like, "You didn't you didn't convince me on on what the point was." He's like, "That's not the, that's not my goal. I'm just trying to tell you you're wrong." You guys remember that scene where he's he's like he said he said that he was trying to convince he was he's not trying to convince uh, his son that he's necessarily right. He's trying to convince the audience that uh, his son's argument was wrong. And therefore, it's taking away the attention from his argument that, say, tobacco causes lung cancer or whatever is is the argument. It's almost a scarecrow tactic where they're they're trying to attack him about like, well, would you buy cigarettes for your son? How, does is this dangerous? Would it kill people? And then he props up this new argument of like the cheese thing of like he makes all these parallels like with the the cancer yeah. boy thing. I thought that was interesting where he was like, um, these health companies actually <laughs> need that was that was boy. so interesting where he's like he's like I I don't want you to die because I can't continue selling you my product we actually want you to live it's these I, companies that part it's, i was it, just like i started laughing i was like i can't total, believe this total guy. total spin He's job like, it's right it's in our best total interest spin to keep job. him alive so he can smoke keep smoking our product it, it it just goes back and to I was him like, being, oh my and god yeah, Nick, that so goes crazy. he's an ultimate he like he said at the end he's like i'm a good talker like wherever i work like Whatever I do, I'm good at this thing, which is talking. And he is such a smooth talker. But and yeah, it's noticed- like he, he catches these people off guard where they don't know how to respond. They're like, how the fuck is this guy spinning this? Like, he's the good guy and people are clapping for him. And literally this health organization that's, you know, trying to, you know, help these cancer patients. <laughs> he, he to- you know, he totally spins right. it like, no, they want you dead because then they have another statistic to say that smoking is bad. Even when he oh, gets the, uh, yeah. the tobacco patches on him, he's like, no, cigarettes actually saved me because if I wasn't a smoker, I would have died from uh, from the patches because I needed the tolerance right. to be able to stay alive. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so fucking brilliant. Now we can spin this as cigarettes saved your life. Like he's always finding that spin and what, job. And what's funny is that at the very end, you see he's talking to those three uh whatever board members or something and they're like well you know yeah recently there was an event and you know montana and uh, he's like this is all you're gonna say we are constantly exploring the issue but there's no uh i forget how what he said there's no you know evidence that it causes this issue there's no at at this moment at this moment you know pretty much saying we're looking into it but no evidence right now and then like you saw all the three guys were like yeah ah and then he says Michael, what did he say? Michael Jordan balls, Marilyn Manson kills. I talk. Yeah, no, it's not and Marilyn even, Manson. It's um, uh, Mar- Marilyn Manson's the artist. Uh, Charles. Oh, Manson what did I say? Whoever it is. I forget. Whoever the serial killer is. You said Marilyn Manson. But, you're you're talking oh, Charles about Charles Manson. Manson I, I forget what it. What it yeah, Manson. I think it's Charles Manson. But yeah, and also the the thing he did with the briefcase of money for for homeboy from uh. Uh, the Big Lebowski, Marble the Man. Big Lebowski guy. I don't know if Marble. you guys caught that. The narrator from Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. Was that him? Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that was but, him. So his his point was like, you either keep the money, but if you keep the money, you have to donate it. Or what was it exactly? No, he was saying. He, he had to either keep saying, the money gonna, we're or gonna if give you he... the money anyways. But he's, he was pretty much saying like, and he could have done whatever he wanted at that point. The guy. 
but he was like putting a moral thing into his mind where he was like, you can speak out against us. He's like, when the reporters come in here, like throw all the money on the floor, show them it all. And he's like, that'll, that'll work really good. Call this woman. She'll definitely get you in. She'll do a good thing. And he was pretty much saying like, he, tell, he basically, tell, he tell only had two you're, options. You're going to have to tell him, yeah, the, the, the tobacco companies gave me all this money to be quiet, but you know, he's pretty much saying, then you're just going to have to donate the money because you can't keep the money if you, if you feel like, you know, it's, it's a bad thing because that guy was the marble man. So he had like smoked cigarettes. He was like the, and he was like an advertisement. Like there was a bunch of advertisements and he was the cool guy that was smoking the cigarettes, making it look cool. Yeah. I've actually got a stat on this. Um, uh, the Marlboro man who contracted lung cancer testified for anti-smoking legislation and had the Philip Morris company try to deny he was in the ads. Um, the two other models also died of lung cancer and a fourth died of respiratory failure due to chronic obstructive pulmonary disease at the age of 72. So this like actually happened. Mm. No, and I know. Uh, but yeah, it goes, but he, uh, wait, wait. it goes back to... Go ahead. Basically, basically, he he couldn't Nick. He couldn't take the money if he was gonna sell them out. Because if he only kept half the money, then he can't sell them out and be like, "Yeah, but I kept some of the money." It's either he's he's only got two options. He either keeps it all or and he I think gives he it just all put away. a moral spin on it. Was like morally, you can either take this money for yeah. yourself and not not testify, or you can take the money and tell everyone that we gave you the money. And then they're going to expect you to like donate it or something. They're, they're not going yeah. to like, you know, but just, just right. another example of how he was able to finagle a situation and like spin yeah. it in a it certain way. It is very where... interesting, but it is like, he is pretty much an asshole the whole movie kind of, uh, and he's not really an asshole. I mean, he is doing his job, but it's kind of like, you know, it's, um, it's just like shady dealings, you know, very, very true coat esque. I was, I thought, it should have been the other way. The tables have turned. I thought True Coat was going to be on one side, but doing the shady business. But he's that's over a here nod, trying to. That's a nod to Fargo for those that don't know. Jack Go Gallagher back to Fargo. What's his name on to get that reference? But um, um uh, but I, yes. I had a couple more facts here if you guys don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. So um, let's see. So uh, where was it? Um. When the rights of the film were purchased in the 90s, apparently Mel Gibson was supposed to play Nick Naylor, which would have been really interesting. Uh, but apparently, <laughs> I, I, mentioned at the, I mentioned at the beginning, um, he was in, uh, this Eckhart guy was in uh, Batman, and Christopher Nolan casted him for Batman after seeing him in this movie. So he must have loved his, uh... his performance. And... That's cool. I also saw that Dwayne the Rock Johnson was considered for the role of Nick Naylor. That's hilarious. I, I feel like Eckhart a bunch of actors because they got a bunch. They got a bunch. Of I feel like ones. Eckhart was a uh, was definitely a strong role for this. Also, I don't know. If, I it's funny. I noticed this at the time, but I thought it was a coincidence. So, the school where his son goes to is called Saint Euthanasius, and that comes from that yeah. comes from the word euthanasia, which is you know means to put to death basically <laughs> so yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of a symbol there and then apparently yeah, but it's very funny it's just very, very funny you're on his side the whole time and i, I sort of i thought coming into this it was going to be sort of uh sort of all from the side of um the guy from fargo you know just just his side there they're trying to like get this guy down but it follows him and it's sort of um 
you're sort of like on his side throughout the movie and he does make some good arguments and you're like, oh, this is like a very interesting topic. Yeah. Apparently the cast also includes two Oscar winners, Robert Duvall and J.K. Simmons, and then two Oscar nominees, William Macy and Sam Elliott. Yeah. Good, good. Hitters. I did like how they, they didn't have any, um, they didn't show anybody smoking a cigarette the whole movie. I thought that was really I, cool. You know they what's did crazy? Show I that... didn't even notice. I didn't either. I know you I wouldn't have noticed even it. even fucking notice because you're thinking about smoking cigarettes the entire time. In your mind, you've like pictured it like 75 times. But yeah, I didn't even realize not once um, did I see it. And what was also super interesting is the first task uh, that we see him get is like, hey, you're going to... Um, you're going to uh, you're gonna go to Hollywood and you're gonna try to like convince like movie directors to like make it look cool, and like that it yeah. was so crazy because the they agency, have so yeah. much money they can like get into industries like that and just flood it with money and the they're like the actors are already doing it just get them to do it on the camera and make it look cool and he's like, what was the scene or <laughs> who and who were supposed to? It was Brad Pitt, make sweet Brad Pitt, love and somebody and else, space and then smoking yeah. nice. Nice cigarette afterwards. Cigarette. And it would just take some dialogue like, uh, oh, we invented that thing that won't allow you to blow up if you smoke a cigarette in outer space. And, and that kind of does. He's like, you just, yeah, you just have and one line. Fine. Oh, thank God we invented the, uh, <laughs> and that's so funny. The, who's a molester? That's so funny because that's, uh, that's usually how it works in movies. You're like, wait a minute. How is this going to happen? And it's just usually one line. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the world we live in. <laughs> uh, I did want to say in, um, I didn't want to talk about, the the warning label because i i did find something here that says they required the cigarette smoking may be hazardous to your health in the 1965 act um so i guess that that took place in 1965 is when they started putting the surgeon Mm. general warning on there Oh really? It's sixty five. Uh, actually, no. That was in that was in nineteen sixty nine. Nineteen sixty nine. Congress passed the Public Health Cigarette Smoking Act, which added the Surgeon General has determined that cigarette smoking is dangerous to your health. That was well. You know what's funny too? Sixty nine. The entire movie, everyone's like, "Yeah, cigarettes kill you," and he's like, "Well, is your mommy like a doctor, or does she study research and yeah. and things like that?" Where, but it's like everyone already knows that they're bad for you. And that was another thing he was saying in the case is like, listen, everyone already knows this. Like no one's just learning this for the first time. Like, Oh, cigarettes cause cancer. He's just like, you're just like trying to taint our industry by putting this big skull and crossbones on it, which is unnecessary. Instead, just find us, Mm -hmm. I guess, make us pay a bunch of money. And, you know, but yeah, it's a very, very interesting topic because the same can be said about alcohol and, you know, everything pretty much, you know, fast food, like, you know, imagine getting that kind of stuff at fast food and, and like it is, so, I know I know yeah. his character is fiction, but I'm sure a lot of this was based on you know some sort of real events. So I've got another fun fact. Do you guys know Elon Musk was a producer on this movie? Really? No. So that's El- Rachel cool. actually pointed this out to me, and I didn't notice and at relevant. the time. And he's he even has a a brief little like cameo or whatever in it. Uh, Elon what? Musk is the man who closes the car door as Nick Naylor gets out to board a private plane. Musk owned that plane and also and was also an executive producer on this film. So <laughs> no, so way. I'm curious. We, we need to research that. if he's produced other movies, but that has to make me wonder if this movie had a special meaning to him. Like if he was passionate about this type of uh, <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that's him. That's fucking I just him, see the dude. photo that's of him, him smoking a joint on Joe Rogan in the corner there. That's I know. Crazy. Pull that yeah. joint picture off. That's, <laughs> that's the real classic. thank you for smoking. Dude, we should be so watching funny. right there. Uh, and yeah, that's a funny picture. That's a meme but that's right so there. cool. I had no idea. I had no idea, Nick. Way to call that out. Nice call. Um, nice I'm gonna, call. I'm going to look it up if he's produced multiple movies. Uh he is an actor and producer known for Machete Kills 2013, Iron Man 2 2010, Why Him 2016. Ooh, Why Him? I'm not surprised on the Iron Man. I could see and then Elon thank you for Musk smoking. being very into that movie. Yeah, dude, he's acted Yeah, on that's interesting. He would movies. do this movie. I will say I've heard this movie brought up a lot in kind of discourse like in podcasts and stuff saying that it's actually extremely accurate to how things actually work in DC and with lobbyists, which also makes this movie even a little bit more interesting to me that this is how stuff is kind of run. This is how the sausage is made with lobbyists. No, and it's funny because uh, there's also the journalism space with the the sleazy – scumbag i mean it, it, i was getting major right. house of cards vibes because um i hadn't finished house of cards but i remember in the first season there's that reporter that's like sleeping with kevin spacey to try to get closer to him to to know yes, more what's going right. on um and i can't believe he fucking fell for that shit like they're like oh yeah you went with the attractive mm-hmm. girl with the the tits and now you know all this is blowing up in your face like you think she actually liked you you know um, what's funny yeah. is that he sleeps with that reporter. She leaks it. Um, you know, obviously, I guess she just pretty much says what he does for a living. I guess you know, I don't know if she even leaked anything really. What well, she, she leaked exactly the stuff. Leak? She she leaked the stuff about his little inner posse with you know the other firearm and um, alcohol, alcohol lady, oh, the lobbyists. And then, and then Either talked way, about just all of his like inner strategies and stuff and what he was doing. Oh, and all the, and the taking Hollywood his kid, thing. Taking, his son, taking his son because he gets up there and he says, the... um, he says, Oh yeah, I had this affair with this reporter and I guess he loses his job at that point, but he still goes to, he doesn't he name drop her though, which was interesting. I guess sort of just like answer for like what he was doing. And he was, he had a couple interesting answers for what his job was, but yeah, it's funny. Cause he's, there's like these huge industries and then they just have like one person that is trying to convince the public that they're not killing mm-hmm. people. But what was interesting is I think a big part of these, um, they're always trying to back down the media. Cause a lot of the media is probably like, first of all, like never advertise the kids. Like if we find out you're advertising this shit to kids, like it's, we're going to come down on you hard. And I think that's like what happened with jewel. They found out that they were advertising to kids and you know, that was like the whole point was like to make it subtle and hard and it's like this cat and mouse thing because it's, it's so much bullshit because you heard Nick Naylor say, yeah, we're going to spend 50 million to not, you know, promote selling to kids. And then you heard the captain uh, who was like, yeah, I heard about that. I heard you offered that money. You know, I hope he basically said, I hope it doesn't work. Um, So it's this little cat and mouse game where they're trying to make good PR and he was saying that they're going to, do right by not selling to kids, but really they want to did, sell to kids because that's did how they you make guys buy? Did you guys buy when he said, when they asked him, what are you going to do when your son turns 18? And he says, I will buy him a pack yeah. of cigarettes if he wants to. Did you buy that? Or do you right, think that uh, was just a, just a, a spin? Well, he smoked cigarettes. Yeah, he does. So he, like, he was smoking cigarettes in the movie, and or he like had, it showed him with an empty pack because uh, they didn't show anybody smoking. But he, I think he kind of did mean it. 
uh, because he would tell his son the choice of if you do this, there are, you know, he would give him all the information. Um, I, it, he did sound reluctant to say it, but yeah. yes, I did kind of believe him in that moment. Yeah. I was just, it was hard for me but to yeah, tell when he was part. lying and trying to spin it a certain way. And when he was being sincere, which maybe was kind of the point. Um, I don't know if he ever lied though. I feel like he was always spinning. He was never like deliberately just straight up lying. Yeah. He, well, he Unless was, you can point to something specifically. Right. That's yeah. He fair. was like, the thing, the first thing he said, it was, uh, well, of course not. He's not 18 yet. That would be illegal or something like that. And he's like, yeah, right. like get, yeah. Yeah, get to the point, dude. Like, you know what the fuck I'm asking you? Like just answer the question. And, yeah. and I know like, you know, when you get answers like that from people, they're just like stalling so, almost, you know? This isn't this mm-hmm. isn't political by any means, but it's kind of like the stuff Trump would do when, um, like he would when he would debate and they would ask him a question about like when he did the whole Rosie. I was actually listening to podcasts on it. He was like a master about like doing this kind of stuff, like like directing your attention elsewhere, like the whole Rosie O'Donnell thing when he called like he was in a debate and then called her like a fat pig. Never Rosie O'Donnell or yeah. or whatever he called her like or only only Rosie only O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell, and then he got everybody to laugh. And then when he got them to laugh, it's like they forgot what they were even like debating at that point. And it was kind of it reminded me of that part when he was like, yeah, they're not even like that would be illegal. He's not even 18. And then the whole crowd like laughs and they're instantly kind of like on his side at that point because he's like able to like kind of put a comedic spin on it and um, almost like divert your attention elsewhere. Like dodge. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, Nick, that was. I'm pretty positive that was Megyn Kelly like calling him out on his women, uh, his oh, women yeah, yeah. stuff, his, and then his, he uh, did that comment. Uh, what's the word? He did that comment, and and it it was like the perfect misogyny, but it was yeah, like the misogyny. perfect like he's like I'm not misogynistic you know, except for way to Donald. spin it, like you know the perfect way to spin it, like this movie, uh, like the spin yeah. and get everybody to laugh and not even think about the question. Now everybody just hears Rosie O'Donnell. Exactly. Another thing exactly. Um, I want to say real good, quick, uh, this a little back and forth between the Senator and uh, Nick, he was, um, he said, I'm sure the health community is thrilled. Mr. Naylor, who provides the financial background for the Academy of Tobacco Studies? He's, he says conglomerated oh, tobacco. Yeah. He says the cigarette companies, he says for the most part, yes. He says, do you think that might affect their priorities? He says, no, just as I'm sure campaign contributions don't affect yours. Yeah. He always yeah, yeah. had was a like, one-up. I was he like, oh, had a shit. I was like, damn, that's really, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That makes sense. <laughs> it's yeah, like you like can say Paul, that about Paul anything. Know, that was fantastic. It's like you could say that about anything. It's like, well, you know, we expected we're – obviously we're expecting to do the, the moral thing here. Just right. like you're expected to do the moral like the, thing the, here. The funding that you're getting from your campaign is supporting the causes that you're trying to endorse. Like and it's another the thing, same, same concept. So he also says right before that, that bit of conversation, he says as vice president of the Academy of Tobacco Studies, what were you required to do? He says, I informed the public of the research performed and the investigation on the effects of tobacco. And he says, and what so far has the academy concluded from their investigation or investigation of the effects of tobacco? He says, well, many things actually. Why? Just the other day, they uncovered evidence that smoking can offset Parkinson's disease. Yeah, I and I was like, that, yeah. I, and even I remember, and, and I remember that things scene. like that, even if it's like not true at all, it's like headlines. You never like read a headline that's like, like I don't know, like you know. 
whatever, something about the China balloon or something, something may or possibilities <laughs> or um, experts, experts think or something experts like some think word the, in there uh, that it's like, yeah, it was like when the, it's, just, uh, it's, it's one word that's like, oh yeah, well no, that's not it, but it's a possibility. Like it's like not right. even the real thing, but it's like yeah. just a headline and you're like, oh, like, is this what's yeah. going on? But it's like, and then Trump at the is bottom a Nazi, of the article, maybe, it's like, mark. like, <laughs> Like, yeah. come on, at the guys. bottom of the article, they tell you it's not. It's like when that shit was coming like, up about like the zombie, shri- like the zombie flu or whatever. What was the? Um, there was like a new. It was like after COVID. It was like, uh, it was like uh, killer, killer uh, hornets could be invading the country or something. And a lot of it's like fear based kind of clickbait shit where it's like oh are there killer yeah. hornets like mur- oh they're called murder hornets do you guys remember that it was like new yeah new breed of hornet might be making landfall on us and it's like maybe like anything may be true like i'm just right. cl- you you want me to click on this for advertising dollars as soon as i click on this and, and open say, it on my phone i'm gonna get an ad and you're gonna get paid for it they'll say things like experts yeah. say and then they never like provide the research the expert or, or say exactly what research is coming from or they don't have any kind of you know autobi or uh what is at the end what is that called um biblical citations yeah they, they never cite like their a, work yeah cite work citation yeah work cited yeah and it's just it's, all right it's I, we got off topic here a little no bit. this is exactly what i don't, it is, I don't though, know how we got lobbyists like they're on such a high level of having to debate each other to make this kind of stuff go through because like Nick said, this stuff is going to get sold and it's going to go through. There's there's, it'll make a black market if they don't. And that's what I think that's like why these businesses were formed because like, if we don't regulate it, it's not going to be regulated and they'll just be out there. And he was even bringing up like, well, we're all like, we all love the farmers, but uh, apparently like not tobacco farmers though. Right? Like uh, all the other farmers are, you know, working hard men but like tobacco farmers are like you know and he was just thinking he was saying that like, like there's like, there's a lot of people in this industry because there's a lot of money in this industry and that's just also so- that was a good one i like the the one with the senator and he was talking about the tobacco farmers uh that was a that was a great he was like i have no comment i don't even know what yeah. to say to that also like- <laughs> you know what's really interesting is like like you were saying steven we we need like this is going to be sold whether we like it or not tobacco was a cash crop like in colonial america like this country was built it off built tobacco it. like we needed tobacco yeah, yeah. to to like get gdp for pretty much a country. combination of that yeah is what built it, the entire yeah. country i literally just sure. googled it in the mo- it literally says this is from worldhistory.org i'll take it as somewhat credible um, with that name, but uh, it says the most important cash crop in colonial America was tobacco, uh, first cultivated by the English in Jamestown, Virginia, in 1610. Um, so yeah, dude, we we needed that shit back in the day. And what's funny, yeah, I believe it. is just similar to um, lawless. We did lawless in the past about old time, you know, moonshine runners, moonshine, and it was the same kind of thing. Like the the government was trying to tax it, but like. You're st- it, the government's just now getting into it. It's still early in the days, and there's still a lot of people that are still doing it behind the scenes. And it's like just like firearms, and just like you know what was the other lobbyist for? I forget. But they're gonna these things are gonna happen, and they're gonna be in the world. So they just have to be regulated the best they can, and they pay people like this so much money to do exactly what he does, say the right words at the right time. Boys, 
Good I sauce. think we've we've gone so many directions in stats and facts. Let's get back on tracks and let's get into that five for five. Five for five. She got some brain busters for me there. Oh, I do. Let's jump. Do it. Alright, it is time for that five for five, everyone. For those that don't know, if you get five questions. Actually, four questions out of five, you get $5, five, four, five. Nick against Steven head-to-head. Let's see who gets ahead this week and wins that cash money. I'm excited to see uh, and delve out these questions this week. Got some interesting ones for you. We're going to start with number one, Q1. Bring it, brother. Q1, opening scene. What was the name of the talk show? Uh, that they were on with that, you know, the cancer victim, the 15-year-old freshman. Oh, right, 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 right. Who was a little lively. He was a little too lively for them. Um, they thought they should have gotten a cancer patient that was a little bit more. We got one, two dunk here, Trent. Just go with I figured, it. I figured this would be a little bit of a whiffle, but we'll see what you guys think. So we've got, we've got Joel Duncan show. We've got the Jade Evelyn show. We've got the Jane Austen show. And we've got the Joan London show. Boom! Dunk! Dunk! Oh my god. Who wants to go go first? Are we talking about chimpanzees here with uh, answer C? Don't don't think you could just squeak by (laughs) with that answer and nothing. I'm not going to know who Jane Austen is. Give me the the answer. Steven, on three. One, two, Joan. Joan. Oh, nice. Joan London. I think you're going to say one, two, three, go. But Okay, Joan London uh, yeah, show Joan. is correct. That was answer choice D for those listening with us. Uh, question number two, kind of kind of similar question in that it's the opening scene as well, um, but it's the conference that they're at. So what is the name of the conference that Na- Nick Naylor is speaking at in? And this is, I, I believe. Wait, which, which scene is this? They call it speaking in the prologue. But it might. I think it's honestly the uh, the scene with the conference for the Vermont and all that stuff, where he's talking to the senator. Right. Go ahead with the question. We'll, um, we should be able to know it. that conference, that big conference for the uh, senator. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Nick. You know when, when they're all in the courtroom t- and when he's, he's like, defending himself with all the cool lines. No, that's that. Oh, at the very end. I, yeah, I believe it is. Because um, at one point oh, yeah. he's on a he's on a radio show with Homeboy from Fargo, but that's earlier in the movie. This is a different scene. This is the very end when he's in front of the whole Senate. Yeah, and and the question I got this from the internet. So the internet, if you want the direct question, it says, "What is the name of the conference at which Naylor is speaking in the prologue?" Prologue sounds like the beginning, right? I thought prologue was the Yeah, I think it's the introductory scene. Go ahead, go ahead with the answers. So the answers are uh, poison darts, cancer sticks, smoking kills, and clean lungs. Clean lungs this sounds like my the, cold legs. Answer that one This time. is the name of the conference? Yeah, this is the name of the conference. Damn, I wish I remembered the scene. Yeah, prologue's the beginning, so this... Sort of in the very beginning. 
Uh, Name of the conference yeah. at yeah, which I don't, I don't know which Nick part. Naylor is speaking in the prologue. So that must be the very beginning. Um, one more time. On the I thought it was the Jones Show. Wasn't it the Jones Show at the very beginning? That was the maybe? Jones Show. Yeah, it's talking about a conference, though. And I, I wish I had more background here. I literally got this question from the internet, so it, it should be right. Um, okay. But but I, my guess Nick, is it Trent, is that you, conference, um, Nick. Trent having to uh, not find answers from online. Nick, I'm, I'm having a feeling <laughs> it's the conference that everybody was at uh, with the senator. You need okay. those answers for us right. one more uh, time? One more time on those answers. Okay, we got... A lobbyist yes, is not going to tell us that he got it from the internet. We got poison darts, <laughs> cancer sticks, smoking kills, and clean lungs. I'm going to go poison darts. I don't know why. That or smoking kills, I'm sure, but poison darts. Uh, a, B, or C could be right. Um, clean lungs is... um. No. I'm going to go cancer sticks. The correct answer is clean lungs. Really? Mm, yep. That sounded like a really bad made up one, but I guess you didn't make this one up. No, this is one. No, this is one I literally got from. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the conference. Okay. Yeah. So we will move forward and I will ask how many people do cigarettes kill a day? Now, this is what they say in the movie. So I do not know if this is necessarily accurate, but they probably got somewhere near this for uh, real stats. Answer choices are 1100, 1200, 2100, or 2200 people a day, mind you. A day. This is... I thought that scene was so funny where he's like, really, man? Like, we're doing like 1200 a day and you're like... What are you at eighty a day? Come on! Yeah, and like, I'm gonna, she, he like looks over at the other lobbyist, like, don't even want to talk about like what are you at a day? Like, come on! I wrote those like, down come on, too. Guys. Like I, seriously, like I'm I'm the real lobbyist over here. Is pretty much what he was saying. I was about to, yeah. I don't know if Stephen just gave me the answer, but uh, what were the answers again? The answer. I don't know is, if it's twelve hundred, but I think I'm gonna. I think I think I. There's something about twelve hundred, but also now that he's up in the twenty two hundreds too. Um, that does sound realistic also. I mean, this is worldwide tobacco stats. Worldwide. 11. 9 billion people. I think twenty, even a twenty. the highest answer that he gave us is still an extreme possibility. Isn't that crazy, though? A day. Yeah. Okay, it's 1,100, yeah. 1,200, 2,100, or 2,200. All right. I want to go 1,200. I just, I don't know why, but any of those numbers are realistic and okay i thought for sure it was i thought for sure it was 1500 so i think it's below 2000 i'm also gonna go 1200 correct answer is 1200 my boys very nicely done nice. do you know the quote oh i don't even know the quote but yeah he's like 1200 like how, how many seriously how many 80 a day or something yeah like so that he for, says uh, he says for alcohol. it reminds me of uh for the alcohol or firearm or it reminds me of wolf of wall street when he's like those are rookie numbers man you got to get those numbers up <laughs> um numbers. it's 270 a day for alcohol and 30 a day for firearms oh yeah so that was random, uh, that was a funny thought. little bit and i was like it's so it's so weird they're like competing and the real thing that they're bragging about is like i have the most to defend yeah in my job over you like yeah sure people like kill each other with guns and people kill each other with uh whatever she was but alcohol but 
He's like, it's tobacco just, it, is like, come on, we're leaving the race over here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It, it the is thing weird about- how it affects people differently. Like, um, I don't know. I, I look at my family tree a lot just to kind of look at like lifespan and longevity sometimes. Um, and knock on wood, but one blessing in my family, my, my family members live pretty long. I, I hope that's the same for myself. But on one hand, you got my grandma, my great grandma, I should say, smoked a pack of cigarettes a day, if not more, from the time she was 13 until basically she died in her early 90s, never got cancer. And my grandpa never smoked at all in his life, and he's still kicking it in his 90s too. And it's crazy that some people don't get it, and then other people die and they're like – well, there's yeah. also 50s. there's also other things that can come along. I mean, just like alcohol, like unfortunately, like yeah. if you drink alcohol every single day, like alcohol in your body is just not good to always be having in your body every single day. It's just one of those things where it's like it'll slowly mess with your body, and I think it's it's like not even necessarily cancer, but like other respiratory illnesses that are linked to the fact True. that they smoke and stuff every day. But the same with my both I'm my sure grandparents. I'm sure being out of shape and fat, they, they live to be old. That kind you of know. Thing great long lives and they i remember they had cartons in their house like they would have cartons of cigarettes they would smoke i even still enjoy the smell of cigarettes because when i was younger i like just like when people were around i I would like smell that smell so it was like really nostalgic but every if you you try to smoke a cigarette it does not taste like that smell and it's always just like the worst most disgusting thing yeah well and it's interesting too is like lifespans as technology and medicine improves and improves, our lifespans are only going to incrementally improve as well. And I remember growing up when I thought like 50 was old, like it wasn't uncommon for people to die in in the age group of like 45 to 55. And that was like, not, not normal, but I just thought if you make like, I, I look at somebody like my dad, right now who's 67 and he looks really good for his age and somebody who I don't, I don't know I feel like back in the day if you told me like what your dad's like imagine what your dad's gonna look like when he's 67 I would think he'd be like wrinkly as fuck gray hair all that you know but it's almost like you know 50s the new 40 60s the new 50 you know like i i feel like living in your 80s now is is very like doable for a lot of people if you take care of yourself yeah, yeah and you have a, oh, a right, different 100%. like uh barometer now that you're older now that you're 30 you're like oh you know that's not that far away people who are gray old and gray and wrinkly are like yeah. 80s you know like when i hear people that die in their 40s now i'm like damn dude that's young oh i know shit. yeah like, that's yeah. scary oh 100 100 50s my my uncle died of a heart attack when he was like 50 something. And it was still, then I was like, I feel like your life is like cut in half. Yeah. 50s young. When that's something like that. But it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you just want to like really try to, you know, eat well and not drink a lot and, you know, not smoke cigarettes. Did he have heart issues? There's so many vices in the world that, you know, that there's so many ways that you can die. It's almost like, Nick, I would not advise and smoking you can be a pack perfect. a day. And the and thing is, is you can be perfect. You like can never smoke, grandma. never drink, eat like eat, you know, a vegetarian diet, and still get hit by a truck and die. And you know, damn. It's well, like, I, I have like, I I've been trying to be more cognizant of it recently because um, I found out I I t- kind of 
told this before, but I, I don't know. I don't like talk about it too much, but I found out I was born with like a congenital heart defect, um, like back when I had COVID and it's fairly common. Um, and my lifespan isn't really any different than other people, but I, I might need like a mechanical valve put in my heart at some point in my life. But it, it is kind of crazy because I mean, people as young as like their twenties might need it. Um, but I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to take care of like better care of myself now and like cut back on smoking more and stuff like that, just so I can make sure I'm taking care of my heart. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, I feel like people who do die younger, a lot of it probably does. And I don't know your uncle situation, but, um, a lot of people who die younger, like just didn't really take care of themselves that well, or maybe like didn't check up things that were bothering Definitely them. Definitely didn't check up things. Just being yeah. precautionary. You got to keep up. Yeah. And I think. With the doctor. Yeah, I think aside from, you know, all the random things that could happen, it's just, you know. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's weird because I love cars, and cars are like, you can take an old car that's been, like, rusted out, and you can, like, restore it, and you can have a new frame, a new motor. Sure, it's not, like, the original components, but, like, you can still get that shell up and running again. Uh, but then, like, our bodies are so different because we can't, like, do active maintenance on our bodies without like going into surgery or doing anything like that. It's pretty much like you just got to put the right things in your body because there's no way to like do an oil change and flush everything out and clean it out and do a repair kit and like put a new engine in your body. And like you're still, you can go as long as you want. So it's, it's very interesting. It's one of those, um, one of those dilemmas, but there's so many good things in the world. <laughs> Like a nice cigarette. Oh, yeah. Like a nice piece of cake. <laughs> I want a cigarette right now. <laughs> no, we yeah, uh, we are not advocating and... smoking. We don't smoke, and we think that's cool. We don't smoke cigarettes, <laughs> I should say. Boys, let's move on. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> don't incriminate yourself. Okay, here. so the next question is, and oh, by the way, I did find out that uh, that second question was from the book, not from the movie. The prologue in the book, so chapter one. <laughs> oh, this guy. So I got an extra question for you. I got an extra that, question for you. Yeah, that you we guys, have to throw we, that we can one throw out. that one away. You guys got two for two so far. We'll, now we'll Christmas story releasing after New Year's doesn't seem that bad, does? Now question number, I guess <laughs> technically four, but we'll call it three. What did the Marlboro Man smoke? He says this oh, explicitly. Yeah. Oh right, right. Yeah, this yeah. is great. Because he. This is uh, great. Yeah, okay, I got answer choices here. We're going to start with um, Newports, Cools, Camels, and Marlboros. Just put Marlboros in there at the end. One more time. Um, no, I'm thinking I forgot it. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Newports, Cools, Camels, and Marlboros. What did the Marlboro man smoke? You go ahead, Steven, because I think I know it. It was either A or B. Mm. I want to say Newport. I thought it was something different. I thought he said something different. Are you sure this isn't from the book? Yeah, I'm positive. I I did. That was the only no, question yeah, I did I online. That, that one that was wrong. I should not do that anymore. Nick, you go ahead. I just have this image in my head of him being like, yeah, man, I, I didn't even smoke Marlboros, man. I, I smoke Cools, man. <laughs> It was like the most Matthew McConaughey thing ever. He's like, I smoke Cools, man. It was more like I smoke Was it Cools? Cool. It was either Cools or uh, Newports, I'm pretty sure, but I think it's Cools. Correct answer is Cools. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, you know what? He I said I it, thought it like, was a, so For some cool. reason, I thought it was a two-word <laughs> thing, but I remember now that 
Yeah, he does. For whatever, I just remember laughing because it wasn't Marbles. Okay, question number four. Man, when I, when I worked at a, real quick, when I worked at Kroger, I sold a shit ton of cigarettes to old ladies, and specifically cartons. And the ones that I always laughed at were Virginia Slim Ultralight 100s. <laughs> And they're the smallest little daintiest cigarettes that these old ladies, it was only the old ladies smoked. And you could kind of tell there were cultural kind of categories of who smoked what. And I think it was influenced by either old school advertising or just kind of the environment that they were in. Um, Like, uh, so interesting. Yeah. Like I, I I don't, I don't want to generalize, but like a, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, I mean, I guess it, it kind of ran the gamut, but I, I rarely ran into like white people who smoked Newports. It was it was predominantly kind of a, a black thing, um, and I'm I'm not. This isn't a racial thing, but it it was a like I could tell it was kind of a cultural like you smoke what your your kind of inner circle smokes, and if your friends are smoking Newports, you're gonna smoke Newports. Um, same thing with menth- like menthols was kind of weird, but um, yeah, it seemed like. It was only ladies who smoked Virginia Slims. If guys bought Virginia Slims, I guarantee you they would be fucking. Is that because they're that, like you know? like uh, daintier uh, cigarette? Because like you said, they're a little bit skinnier, maybe or slim. So so it makes yeah, them feel I think they, better they about look it. Like daintier, maybe. I'd imagine. Yeah, I'd imagine it's for like an older person that's been smoking all their life, and that is trying to like cut back. Hmm. So they're like, honey, I'm smoking the Virginia Slims, okay? <laughs> now get off my ass. All right? It's the Virginia yeah. – is they're, this – really? This is going to do something to me? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they're like smoking like 12 of them, though. Fuck it. We're running like three packs of these bitches yeah. a day. Fuck it. We might as well just have – but I remember the cartons and uh, – yeah, it was like – You can't find them that, that much even anymore. Even now, like, dip. I don't like even know dip. grocery stores sell them. Dip, you know, there's like a huge like oh yeah, dip's uh, a big one sect of people that like do dip and stuff. Yeah, you know, especially like in the country music scene and things like that. But you know, there's a lot of guys that'll uh, yeah, it's just really like or, there's uh, so many forms American of spirits. You know, tobacco and like you guys remember American spirits? American spirits. Yeah. American spirits were essentially a health food. <laughs> <laughs> it was all natural. It was basically vegan. Uh, we, man. I went through a phase where I smoked cigarettes. Um, we know. And it was, it was brief. It was, it was brief and short lived. And, uh, yeah, I just had some people around me that were smoking. I was like, Oh, I'm 18 and I can like buy this stuff now. It was like literally like that. And that's another thing too. It's like, there's so many age restrictions and it was like, I remember in high school, it was like easier to get weed than it was to get alcohol or cigarettes or things like that because there was that age barrier and you had to have an ID to go into a store and buy the alcohol, things like that. But yeah, just very interesting. Um, and then like, once you get to be 18, you're kind of like, Oh, now this is like one of the perks of being 18. And this is the one of the perks of being 21. You know, those are like the two big ages. And when you get there, it's like, I remember even, I, I remember even doing dip one time until like I got sick with, with, uh, one of my buddies. I remember playing FIFA and I just like, I remember I was like, this is, and I never did it again, but it was just like one of the situations I was like, yeah, you know, this is not for me, but I gave Steven, it a tr- Steven I gave had it a to try it. Steven had to try everything once. You, just you know who to, gave me my first dip? dip? And I, I just saw him recently. Yeah, give him Cam a shout Whitey. out. Oh, that's yeah, funny. funny. I saw him recently. We were running yeah. on track and I remember he was, he was a baseball player. And like, again, like it was like a base, it was like, just like Nick said, like 
there's like certain things like if you're a baseball player like you're dipping yeah, you like did. that's just like one of the things yeah you got the major thing. league so chew back in the day it was like bubble gum that we oh, pretended yeah. like was dip and and then i remember he was like he had a he had a thing i'm like oh dude like where the fuck did you get that dog like, who do you know that's hooking you up with some dip my boy <laughs> he's like yo here's a pinch he gave me a pinch and i remember i was like running we were like doing like a jog like for pe or some <laughs> shit and he just gave me a pinch and you and threw I was like, up of course no, no, no. Th- that wasn't yeah. this time. So this was a time where I actually I got I got a can myself, and then I was just like I just remember I was playing video games in my room doing it, and I just did it way too much. I just like was it was doing it way too much, and like I got sick, and I was like, yeah, this just like isn't for me. But it's well, one of those the, things the like thing it, it, it's so easy to like turn so eighteen and get you don't have to walk out and like people think you're cool and like you do it, and the next thing you know, you're just addicted. And then even now, like I, I told, I remember I told Trevor, I'm like, Trevor, you got to stop smoking cigarettes. He's like, dude, tell me that every single time you see me, seriously. Like he oh. himself like smokes and like, he's like, I don't even like want to fucking smoke. Yeah. He, he cut. I mean, when I saw him in, in Breckenridge, he was not smoking like as much as I would expect somebody like him to smoke. For but, sure. Uh, yeah. The thing about dip man, the, another reason why it is so addictive is the ease of access with it. You don't have to walk outside to do it. Like when I was um, in college, people would play video games and dip all the time. That's what like you did to relax. Um, I never did it, but yeah, you could just like be sitting there playing FIFA and dipping. Um, and I never really got into cigarettes. I actually really hate the buzz from nicotine. I would occasionally like once in a blue moon at UGA, I thought it, you know, if I was really drunk and my friends were walking outside to have a cigarette, I would get like a weird itch to like do it, but I rarely inhaled it. And I've actually, I don't know if I told you guys this recently, I played golf and um, my dad's really into cigars and I've smoked them. You know, I enjoy them. I smoke them every now and then. I smoked a cigar on the golf. I smoked a full cigar on the golf course on an empty stomach. Oh, shit. And thank God I, I didn't feel this way until I finished the last hole. I couldn't drive home. I was fucked up from this cigar because I hadn't eaten anything. And I got, I guess it's called nicotine poisoning. Oh, um, shit. It sounds more Yeah, that's what I got. I that's what I, that's exactly what I got, but, too. Dude, wow. I got so lightheaded. I was sitting in the parking lot, laying on, laying around the chipping green because I was too fucked up to drive. I was looking up at the sky, and the sky was spinning like I had the drunk spin. Oh, my God. I had dude. to wait like 50... I had to wait like 15 minutes. All these people were like <laughs> looking at me. They probably thought I was on like acid or something. And... And I had a show. I had a fucking concert. I had to play oh, that shit, night. Dude. And um, oh yeah, dude, you're I, not doing I shit that day. To, I I got to like sober up uh, to the best I could to to drive home. I get home <laughs> on the couch and I lay down, put like a cold wet route on my head, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, I could throw up any minute now. And I had to go to sound check like two hours later. Still felt fucked up. Like I was still sick. I was. I felt sick the rest of the day, and I was like, "Dude, I'm. Ne- I'm not touching a cigar for a very long oh, time." Wow, Can I ask? Dude. Did you? Did you inhale it? Maybe like once accidentally, but you're not supposed not... to inhale it. You're supposed to just like. Well, I know. I know. Mouth. I'm not. I'm not an idiot. Like I know. I know you're not supposed to, but sometimes when you like, you know, like it's in your mouth, and you like you reach down to like tee up your ball right. and it's, it's Goes in, yeah, you're yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. inadvertently like yeah. inhaling it a little Still bit because you almost have to hold your breath. Cigars. Um, but I smoked the whole thing and I Googled it when I got home. And when you do it with a, on an empty stomach, it, for whatever reason, it like perpetuates it even more and makes it even stronger. 
but I, I, I think I'm going to take a very long break. And if I do it again, I'm going to make sure I have a full stomach and I'm going to smoke like a half of one at top. Well, the thing was, yeah, it probably, you didn't feel it until the end because you were just smoking on it all day. And then by the end of it, it was like, yeah, you've had way too much. And that was the same thing that I had with the dip. I was just like sitting there in my room playing FIFA, like doing it too much, not even realizing like, oh shit, I've been like doing this for like a really long time. Yeah, but um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting because like the same th was is with cigars and things like that in hookah. You know, another thing where it's like you uh, know very sucks. cultural, very very cultural thing. But this, I would go to these hookah bars, and it was the same thing. I don't like the the buzz. We from thought nicotine. it was so cool. I like I would go yeah, in there and I would smoke I it, either. and I'm like, and every time I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like this is doesn't even because well, well, it's cool it was to smoke blow smoke rings like Brad Pitt. If you're gonna be blowing smoke rings like Brad Pitt, we're gonna need. We're I mean, guys, more, guys more come on. We we used to do hookah, and it was pretty fun back in the day. No, we did. We it we, was. I it had a hookah. Remember the hookah that I bought? Yeah. And yeah. I was straight up had that little hookah. Yeah. It was um, and I still like you know, I would probably like take a couple puffs of one if someone like had one going around. But I wouldn't like I I could never sit yeah, there and put it in same. like get it get it rolling. Yeah, that's you know, a lot. Like, feel that like 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 Nick said, I just do not like the buzz from it. And so there's just no there. It never like really got me, you know, and honestly, dude, I I'm so glad that alcohol is just so I hate the taste of alcohol. Like usually when I take a shot, I have to like hype myself up, you know, like I have to get ready. Sometimes I have to turn some country <laughs> music on. Seriously, Steven's I get my mind. I'm like, shot. all right, I got to just drink this, drink this shot and then take this chaser. Hopefully it's a Red Bull, because if it's not, I'm just going to be. It's just going to taste like shit like that's And thank God, because like I might have a problem with alcohol if I thought it was like if I could just take it down and didn't oh, have you to like, would, hype myself you up would have, You'd have a big problem with alcohol if you uh, like the taste of no, it. No, for real. And I'm, you like, like Miller, I don't you like Miller Lite, though. Why, why don't you drink like 10 Miller Lights at once? Do you get full from it? Or? No. Um, well, yeah. First of all, it's so hard for me too. like with alcohol. I've noticed like unless I'm in a social situation and can really put the time in to drink. It's so hard for me to get over that hill. And like for me, it's like if I'm going to drink, I just kind of want to get drunk. I don't want to just like drink a couple beers when I get home and that be it. It's like so I, it's like really hard for me one to like get home and be like, all right, I want to drink. And then like if I'm like, all right, I want to drink and get drunk. It's so there's so many times I try to climb that mountain and I don't get there. And I'm just like, oh, like I just feels like a waste at that point. You know, it uh feels like you. We'll get to the next question in a moment, but yeah, the, the hard, the hard part about beer is it's so filling and you have to drink it fast enough for you to get drunk. And luckily, or I guess not luckily, depending on how you look at it. Um, I don't mind liquor. I've always been like, it depends on the liquor, a straight shot of vodka. That's the most disgusting thing in the world, but <laughs> gin, whiskey, all that I can drink fine. But yeah, like, like you said, if I want to get drunk, I'm not going to drink beer unless it's like stronger beer. Cause if you're sitting there at a party, you're having like one beer every 20, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I mean, you could, you could have, you know, five beers over the course of like two plus hours. You're, you're probably not going to get that drunk versus when you start mixing in liquor, that's when it, you get drunk faster. But Trent, no. why don't you hit us with that next question? People, um, Okay, yeah. Um, Let us know in the comments. Let us do know like in the comments. Beer? Yeah, do what do you like think? Beer? Do you drink to do get you, drunk? What are you smoking How on? How old are you? Are you? Well, yeah, what do you, you know? smoke? Yeah, what do you smoke? <laughs> you like the jewels? Do you like the hookah? All What's right. your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> question number four. We got two more. I guess one's technically a bonus, but question number four. 
What was Nick Naylor's title? Okay, so he was the chief spokesman, but of what? And you'll see when I'm going to go with this. The four choices are. Go ahead. The Institute of Tobacco Studies, the Academy of Tobacco Studies, the Institute of Tobacco Research, the Academy of Tobacco Research. Oh shit! Well done. This is a this is a Nick question for sure. This no, I thought I knew it, and then yeah, you're throwing so many switch <laughs> balls you over some here. Curve balls. I'm like oh shit! No, I don't know. And sometimes like it's better right. right before right before you say anything to say it in your mind and just like stick. Yeah, to that one it really is. Just stick once with you it. get don't, don't going. Kind of like how you did with the 1200 kills a day. Right, yeah. right. All right, one, um, one more on time. Second. Let me uh, let me think real quick before you repeat the answers because it's just going to confuse me. <laughs> okay. You think on that, Steven. All right, I think I think I know what it is. Uh, do you want me to repeat them? Yes, you me. can. I just want to get this on my mind. Okay, the, um, the Institute of Tobacco Studies, the Academy of Tobacco Studies, the Institute of Tobacco Research, the Academy of Tobacco Research. Oh, you're I'm fucking me with the academy, academy here in the institute. <laughs> I'm going to go academy studies. Academy of I'm gonna tobacco go studies. Of, I'm going to go institute of research. Okay, so those are both the opposite. <laughs> okay. They're the, both wrong. The correct answer is the academy of studies. Nice, Nick. Let's go, baby. Oh, I, I knew it was academy. Yeah, so- so that is actually interesting because um, the Institute sounds better. But, yeah, I think it was the Academy. And it was interesting, the Academy of uh, Tobacco, tobacco studies. studies. Yeah, Tobacco Studies. That also sells research cigarettes also sounds directly. more professional to me. Institute of Tobacco Research sounds Yeah, more nicely done, Nick. You really uh, went out on a limb there with the – Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting because that sounds to me like – a research group that just studies the effects of tobacco on people. Like a third party. Not a company – yeah, like a third party unbiased research company. Like a third party a that is they got a grant from cigarettes. the government to study this research and not getting backed by the cigarette. And I think that was the whole thing. It was like, hey, like we're looking into it. Yeah. Um, we're doing research over here. And they got that one guy that was like a genius and he was like he, he was doing all this research. I think they were actively doing research and trying to like, you know But I think the shady thing about the main shady things they were doing was like advertising to kids and things like that and another thing real quick before we go to the next question when we're talking about alcohol it's um i think the related deaths are so much lower because it's more it's more socially accepted to drink than it is to smoke cigarettes i think smoking cigarettes has like a negative bias in some situations and everyone's like oh you know that's bad for you bad for you when everyone drinks alcohol and we all know it's bad for you but when we go to dinner and everyone orders a round of beers and then we're not like oh man like come on guys what are we doing we're, yeah, this, yeah this is bad for us and yeah. these nachos we're eating these it are is... bad for us but i think it's like the fact that I... cigarettes you just get addicted to them it's like people will get addicted to alcohol but m- most cases people are just casual drinkers and like they might have some beers when they get home but like they're not like drinking a fifth before they go into work that day and like drinking right. during Steven, work that Steven, day. You know like, what this so when they get off, they're like, they're still drunk. Like it's like cigarettes, like you either smoke them and you're addicted to them or you don't smoke them. Steven, this kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know why, but on the trip I would just, we would be watching football and Steven would be like, Oh my God, did you see that concussion right there? Like those 14 concussions right there. 
Every time, <laughs> and everybody's like trying to enjoy the game. We're like trying to enjoy the football game. You know, like we got the Super Bowl coming up. Steven would just be there, like shitting on everybody's parade. Like that was like twelve concussions right there. Can you believe that, guys? <laughs> well, sometimes you hear it so loud. But yeah, I, I saw that movie with Will Smith, uh, concussion, and and I'm not a big football guy, so I like rarely ever like turn it on. So every time, like I'm with people that are like really into a game, I'm like. Did y'all see that Will Smith movie concussion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really fucked Let's up. And it. it's so many people are like, oh no, like what is going on with that? And I'm like, what's funny is it's very similar to this situation and that they they were like covering up that kind of shit right, so people right. could like do NFL and like there's so much money behind yeah. it. Yeah. Just like there was lobbyists for that, you know, there was lobbyists for that. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, let's hit that let's hit that bonus. Going one one second on that. Um I I'm I am curious if alcohol is less addicting than cigarettes. Oh, for sure. Like I, I, think I feel it definitely like is. I feel like what what makes it maybe less dangerous like if you have alcoholism that that it, like that will shut down your liver over time. Like if you are an alcoholic that is I feel like that is what makes it dangerous is that people who are strongly ad- addicted to alcohol. But for folks like us that are more casual social drinkers like you said steven it's pretty rare to smoke cigarettes and just be the guy who's like yeah i'm gonna have a cigarette you know a couple cigarettes in a week um most people can't refrain um or 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 moderate it like that whereas like it's very common for guys like us to be like yeah i'm not gonna drink every day i'm gonna have a few beers on the weekend or maybe like a glass of wine after work um and wine is like a whole different because I think red wine is actually there's things about red wine that are proven to be somewhat beneficial to your health, but yeah, I, th- I think cigarettes are way more addictive and and, and also to... and the secondhand smoke, and I think that's like why you can't do it in a restaurant. But it's the same thing. It's like you go to a restaurant and it's so acceptable to like have a beer, you know, and that's okay. No one's like looking yeah. at you like, oh, this person like probably shouldn't be drinking that beer. But then like you see like people at work, they're like they go out they leave the office to like have a cigarette, you know, and they do that so many times a day. It's because that's just like part of their life. They just smoke cigarettes and they have it, their pack that they get every day and they just go out and they do it versus alcohol. You can have people that are addicted to alcohol. I'm not saying that they can't, I'm just saying it's much more socially accepted to where it's like, you don't, you can, you don't have to like, you just, you drink a little bit, but it's not like you're addicted to it. You're, yeah. You have to leave your I, office and go swig some alcohol. And right. Like come back and like keep cover it up because it's on your breath and you're at work and shit like that. Another thing I've heard is, um, I think it's cultural too, man. Like in, in the U S we smoke e-cigarettes way more than they do in Europe. Like in Europe, they still smoke cigarettes oh, yeah. like hardcore, hard, hardcore. And I, I don't think e-cigarettes are as popular there. Um, and I don't have any facts to prove that. But people that I've seen out um, and people that I know that's traveled abroad and studied abroad, when they go to, like, France, like, I don't know. Trent, do you remember Pierre yeah. and that other English guy, Jack, yeah. who came? They smoked cigarettes a lot, like, a lot, a lot of cigarettes. And for some reason, over in Europe, like, people just smoke more they cigarettes. do I, I don't know i don't have well, any what's evidence interesting to back that, is but. the the cultural it might be culturally more accepted over there to smoke and be okay okay like with a it. french person and smoking a cigarette like that's and like i feel cool, like you know i feel like that's why maybe here the e-cigarettes are so popular because 
uh, people can still get their nicotine fixed, but they don't have to like come off as the person that smokes. And a lot of people like are turned off by the smell and they don't want, you know, like, you know, they don't want their significant other to be smoking because they just don't want to smell it. They don't want to kiss the person and have that taste. So, I mean, I understand all that. So I think that's where like maybe our culture like reveres the e-cigarettes because it's more like, you know, it's like Diet Coke, you know, it's like Diet Coke. Or it's just like it's just like you don't have to smell yeah. it, you know. Yeah, you can yeah. just sort of like just like hit a vaporizer and like you got your nicotine, you got your cigarette, and that's why they have the patches and the nicotine gum. Just like so, people have alternate ways to smoke or get their nicotine without having to smoke. And like some people, I think like they sort of like look down on themselves, like oh, I don't want to be like seen smoking or something like that. So they you might get an e-cigarette, and, you know, or the patches do you or guys, the gum. Do you guys know people who do Zens? Mm. That's really is, popular here. Is that the what is, is that? that the tobacco in a in like a it's like dip in a pouch? Yeah, it's yeah. Um, I do know people that do that. So they're they're oral nicotine pouches and lozenges lozenges. They're a new category of tobacco. Um, apparently, they don't have any of the tar and I, I think it's like straight nicotine without all of the carcinogens or something i think but it's, it's how um, people kind of like wean off of nicotine or i it, think it's it, like it helps dip. them it, i think it's like dip in a coffee filter no something like that just like um, it's similar yeah like Steven, keeps it all it, yeah. pa- in, a, in a pouch and it's yeah, like it's it like doesn't get all that stuff in. Yeah. um yeah. Go, what's crazy that? is uh the cigarettes the cigarettes also cause plaque like black in the teeth and you can see it. Oh yeah. I remember my uncle used to have it Yeah, and uh, they, yeah, they smoked. Um, going back, I'm glad you brought that like up though. Like, hey, I've seen a little thing here. It says nicotine's been proven to be as addictive as cocaine and heroin. Uh, in fact, 70% of smokers report wanting to quit, but many wait until they develop a significant tobacco related disease like cancer, stroke or heart disease before they actually do. So nicotine is Steven, highly Would you addictive. agree? No, and I think that's another reason why Jewel got hit so hard was because because like kids were getting a hold of these jewels and they were getting addicted to them. And then like I remember the, hearing this one story where this like kid like told his mom he left his flash drive at school mm. and like he had to go get it. And she was like, "Well, like we can't." And he like started freaking out like that they needed to go. And it, what, what happened was he just left his fucking jewel at school and he's just having serious withdrawal Jeez. and like freaking out. And like now he's like pretty much telling his parents like, well, I'm a fucking addicted to this shit. Like I need like nicotine. Like I need to go get my nicotine. And like, gracious. what the fuck? You're like in high school. Like you're like in middle school or whatever. Like, and I think that's like the scary part of where it's going to. And yeah, it can be super addictive. And it's, I think even now, like you can make it taste like, you know, grape. Flavors, and you can, yeah. Oh, that tastes like grape. And yeah. it's like, and you can hit it. You know, you're you like sitting in your room every day. And nobody and knows. Just, yeah. You go in the school bathroom, hit it. No one fucking knows. Don't listen to us high schoolers. We're just, we're not giving you advice. We're just saying, don't get addicted to cigarettes because that's exactly it's So it's probably easier than ever, you know? Yeah. Okay, question number five. Alrighty, Trent. You guys ready? <laughs> oh God, we gotta cut all that. Talk shit. about the longest <laughs> five for five we've ever done. Let's get this last bonus. Hey, these are these are though. supposed to generate conversation. Let's get this so last exactly what bonus question in and finish it off. Uh, this thirty-minute segment. Uh, what shoes was Senator Finister wearing in his Vermont office, along with the maple syrup and cheddar cheese? 
Was this mentioned or shown? Now this was shown. It's a bonus question. So it's not going to be uh, explicitly said. The the senator? Yeah. True coat? True coat. Okay. Answer choices. Senator true coat. Answer choices are moccasins, crocs, clogs, or Birkenstocks. Oh, oh Birkenstocks. <laughs> I'm going with Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. I was hoping you were going to fucking say Birkenstocks. Because I knew I knew that the Crocs weren't available then. The Crocs were the thing, but Birkenstocks were slapping then, bro. In 05? slapping. Dude, I think they're making a comeback. In 05? I think they're making a comeback. I see people wearing those. That's <laughs> Okay, well let's Holy let's shit. end it right Dude. on that. Let's get to the director and cast. Steven, did you win? Because real I won. quick though, real quick though, do you guys see like all these people like super into Crocs? Like Crocs are a thing. Crocs have always been. My people, sister there's was telling a lot of me. People. She was like, they're, no, it's like in the like younger the generation. What? I I mean, I guess, yeah, some people wear them casually, but I feel like because they're waterproof, they're like the new boat shoe. Like no, but I'm, the pool, there's so the many beach. like kids like now that are doing it. Like my cousin, my younger cousin wears them all the time. Like kids are just like wearing them like they're freaking cool. Gen- I don't think. Like, what are these kids doing? The Gen X or the Gen Zs. And my sister was telling me about Gen it. She's Z, like, and I, th- I think my sister has some, but she was pretty much like, no, there's like people that are like diehard about these things. And it just reminds me of Birkenstocks. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't consider myself a fashion guru, but that's, that's one that will never be cool to me. <laughs> Frank, Frank Cornell had a pretty, pretty nice pair of Birks. Did he? Birkenstocks? I could see it. I mean, if you go to like the lake, I get it. But if you're just wearing them around school with like some high socks or <laughs> some something, some white tube socks, <laughs> get out, of, get out of here. I want to beat that kid up, you know. All right, oh, all right, boys, come on. All right, let's wrangle it in. All right, let's let's uh, let's kick it off to the next section. All right. I was kidding. I'm not a school. I don't endorse bowling to high school kids. But if you, unless you wear Crocs, then you should be bullied. But got that. Got that. <laughs> All right, director and the cast, thank you for smoking. I mean, we have a loaded cast today for this movie. Did anybody loaded, loaded cast. Did anybody think it? I mean, I did not. I was not expecting the cast to be this strong for a movie that's a little bit under the radar, I will say. Director is Jason Reitman. Let's jump into this. Yep. Guy, he looks a little young Jason actually. Reitman. Let's um looks, Yeah, we can go into him briefly. Quite young. We got a lot of people to cover. We're going to kind of hit the gas. Uh, Whiplash, executive producer, Bada Bing. Oh, he's known for Juno. He did Juno. Ooh, Juno. You know who's you know who's also in Juno is who Nick? Who's also in Juno is Nick Naylor's little kid. Oh, interesting. Good call out. And that movie was. Did you catch that? We didn't spend too much time on Juno. Let's move on. Uh, The writers. Oh, Steven's a hater uh, on Juno. He did the screenplay, and then Christopher Buckley did the novel. I guarantee you this comes back around and Steven's going to be like, oh, guys, you know that uh, Nick Naylor's little kid was <laughs> It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know Um, I don't know what his little kid is. Who's his little kid? Nick Naylor's? The kid, kid? who plays Nick Naylor's kid in this movie. Oh, who in this movie. Okay, the... right, right, okay. I thought you meant yeah. the director's yeah. kid. I'm sorry. Yeah, Whiplash. That's a big. That's a good movie oh, for him. Good. I think we all like Does that. I that is still on all of our lists. Uh, it's There's like nah. a section for go upcoming specifically it's, now. Do you see that? Yeah, no, they did change their they did change their format a bit. It says previous. 
It's been that long since we've done and one of these. There's a producer and a soundtrack, so I'm gonna hit previous actor credit. Oh, I it's see. Been, what you're it's been so long since we've done a, a pod that they've changed the whole website on us. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Aaron, Steven getting fucked Aaron by uh, updates Eckert. recently. Is that that's how you saw it, right? Aaron Eckert? Yeah, we can go into him. Eckert. He's Eckhart. known for The Dark Knight. Thank you for smoking The Core and Rabbit Hole. And he was and a uh, bunch of other. He was Nick um, uh, he was in Sully, yeah, which was, was a main, good movie was with uh, Tom Hanks. He played Harvey Dent. Oh, he was the, the co-pilot in. Uh, have you guys seen Sully with no, Tom Hanks? That pilot movie where he has to land that plane on the Hudson no. River. No. Oh, it's good. I wanted to watch that movie that you were telling me about, where um, uh, I forget his name. He was, was it a flight with yeah, Denzel. Flight. Denzel was a yeah. He's a, uh, he was drinking an alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. Did did you watch it? It's a good movie. No, I didn't. But I actually saw a scene recently from it, and I was like, it was like a court scene, and I was like, ooh, this Denzel's killing. That's a good movie, role, Steven. You yeah, we we might yeah, have to pull like that. that one. Denzel rarely misses, man. He's so good. He's so consistent. I don't see anything else that I recognize, so I'm good to move on. We do got a big cast. I do want to talk about. I mean, do you want to just hop into like some some extras like J.K. Simmons? You trying to skip? You trying to skip? Well, <laughs> who do you want to go to next? I think we I should do the sun. Bigger... We should get the sun some credit. Okay, let's hit the sun. Nick, you said he was Cameron, in Juno. Uh, Cameron, Cameron Bright. Cameron Bright. Running scared. He is the little brother in Juno. God sent birth. Or God sent birth. Um, that might be beautiful it. Gun. Let me see if there's anything Ooh, I recognize. He was in Twilight Part 2. RP, Nick, can you speak RP on Twilight? Junior. I know you like those vampire movies. Unfortunately, I can't, Trent. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you guys, That's he was in Juno. <laughs> Steven, you fucking ass. <laughs> For the audience, this would not uh, be that shocking if Steven that. did that. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you remember when J.K. IMDb Simmons was like, not, today? not guys, my tempo. They, they know about us. They're trying to get me a, they're trying to give me a, an IMDb Pro membership, okay, because of my credentials. As a critic. As a legit critic. As a legit critic. They don't know I'm actually a hypocritic, so we're going to just... Oh, he was in the Butterfly what Effect. What's going on with this? Uh, Cameron Bright, the kid, was in the Butterfly Effect with Ooh, Ashton Did Kutcher. you like that movie, It Trent? was weird. I did actually kind of like it for a little bit of a mindfuck movie. He was the little kid in that. If Well, what's funny, if you like uh, your Jake Gyllenhaal... I do. I love time... It. What was that time? Oh, Jake What was G? it called? The train oh, movie? Oh, Source Code? What's the Jake G train movie? Source Code. If you like Source Code, I I would think you'd be hypocritical as fuck not to like Butterfly Effect because it's like the same. I did kind like of it. I did. Every like it. scene is resetting. Oh really? I don't even want to watch Steven, it now. Steven, have you seen Butterfly Effect? <laughs> no, and after that, <laughs> Steven I'll wouldn't it. like Butterfly Effect. I already know. Yeah, it's a little dark. No, but I get it. You kill a butterfly, and next thing you know, your whole life has changed. Let's move on. We got um. <laughs> Obviously, Joan was in there. Um, I don't really want to. Steven, you nailed it. You don't have to watch it. Steven just nailed it. If you if you were thinking about it, (laughs) that's the movie right there. Think about what the butterfly. Um, (laughs) Let's let's go. What was the actor actor you wanted to go into, Steven? Let's go to J.K. Simmons. Uh, Real quick, Whiplash. Oh, Juno also. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Isn't he the? Is he the State Farm guy? He's the. He's. 
he's the dad of uh, Juno and that. No, movie. not State Farm. Oh yeah, I think Have he is a State Farm. Is it State Farm? I think he is. Uh, or he's with. Yes, yeah, so, uh, he's also. Oh, he's in, in Spider Man. Let's see. Have you guys seen real quick? Have you seen La La Land? Absolutely not, no. Nick. Absolutely not. Okay, well, I started we it the go. other night, and you might and have to you change your it. tune. You and might you have to love change it. your tune. I didn't Dude, listen. I'm not. Well, what's funny is I'm I asked Rachel. I was a like Ryan Gosling kind of guy or a musical kind of guy. I don't. I don't. Not a Ryan. You're not Gosling a jazz guy, Trent. Guy. You now, don't like jazz. I was also not a. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal guy until I saw that new movie coming out and now I'm thinking whoa redemption song Steven saw one trailer for a new movie and all of a sudden he's a Jake G guy with Trent I'm a Jake G guy call me a little bitch in this movie because I'm I'm Jake G (laughs) no but yeah not a a right guy La La Land Land, Nick give us a Nick tell us about La La Land so okay, I granted I haven't finished the movie, but I'm I'm kind of into it. Um, when I started it, I was like, <laughs> I was like Rachel, I'm not a I'm not a musical guy. How many musical scenes are in this movie? And she's like, I don't know, maybe like there's really not that many. There's like two, <laughs> two or three like maybe. 60. Within the first like 30 minutes, there was like four of them. But um, Emma Emma Stone is really good. I do like Ryan Gosling, and I'm pretty sure he plays piano in the movie, which is extra impressive. But He's like this kind of uh, modern jazz player who's 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 trying to like make it in jazz in L.A. and it's it's well done. I, I mean, I don't know. I might have to pick it in the future, but I still Nick's, haven't finished uh, it. Nick's so like, I'm not a musical a guy, thing. but I do love Pitch Perfect and Mamma Mia. I, I do love those. I do <laughs> fuck with those movies. I can bust out into a Hamilton song <laughs> or t- a couple tunes if you guys want it. Oh, oh, it's the he, uh, it's the he uh, plays farmers to the uh, the other the other. Uh, it's farmers insurance, guys. Farmers insurance. Farmers, we are and ho- farmers. This guy's da, da, this guy's da, da, one da, da, in a. Uh, what does he won an Oscar for? I will find it. Farmers is going to get so he much won... plug for that from our episode. I mean, we need to seriously think about starting to monetize this bitch. True Grit. He's in True Grit. Great movie. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. He's Jay Noble Dag- Daggett in there. I don't even remember him from that. Yeah, Um. obviously Whiplash. Super, super oh, great movie. Okay. We he all won an Oscar Whiplash. for that movie. In Whiplash? He's a... Um, he won uh, Best... So bet for for Whiplash he won best supporting actor. I'm not surprised he was so good in that. Yeah, he um Not my tempo. He was like on my like in, in some <laughs> like in the character I think of when I look at that. I know what's his name is in there too, but he just got he was a little bitch compared to him. You know, he was getting bitched around. Miles Teller. Remember dude, there was that one scene where like he comes in from like the damn he gets in a car accident and pulls up to the show. Oh yeah, and like, plays. Yeah. All right, speaking let's move on. speaking of Miles Teller, have you seen the I new have. Top Gun? I liked it. Yes, so is it, good. Is oh it yeah, good? it's good, dude. Re- have you not seen I it yet? Oh, Nick, you should check it out. No. Oh, Nick, it's really impressive. It's very impressive. And I, and I couldn't even watch the first one. I tr- the night before I went to see it, I, w- I tried to watch the first one, couldn't get into it. It's too it's too much, you know. It's too eighties for Steven. Too eighties in volleyball, and I'm like, I can't do this movie. But the new one. It's it's that. a modern take uh, for sure on Top Gun, which is done really well. I bet Steven, if you're around in the '80s, you'd be all over Top Gun. You'd fucking love that shit. No, for sure I will. Let's go to uh, William Macy real quick. 
um, repeat, he was in Fargo. That's uh, his first known for. He was uh, Jerry Lund- Lundengard in Fargo. He was Little Bill in Boogie Nights. And he's Frank Gallagher in Shameless. That's right. I love Frank Gallagher. Great actor, great man. We've been over him before, but for the sake oh, of the episode, yeah. let's just run down he's any in top Shameless. ones. He's that dad. No, he said he, Can we talk about that? That's how I like, really fell in love with him. Was that I show. always forget that one. Can we talk about uh, Sam Elliott really quick? Uh, yeah. Yes. He has also um, won an Oscar as well. And he plays in The Big Lebowski. He narrates that movie. He's He's got the cool, the dude voice. Uh, he was in Star is Born. Solid movie. The Hero and Roadhouse. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This The Marlboro um, he Man. He won... Or I'm sorry, he... He hasn't, yeah. He won. He's on the ranch. Uh, best guest. He's been nominated in a lot of things, but he won best guest performer in a drama series in Justified in 2015. Nominated for best supporting actor, Stars Born. Yeah, he was nominated for a lot of things in Stars Born. He's got the like. deepest voice. And yeah, I feel like he right does now. commercials. Does he not? He does like you can hear his voice. Like if you uh, hear his voice, you're just you're like, right. oh, that's that's it. I feel he does like Ford or you know, Ram. Oh, Ram tough. He must. Ford oh, tough. Sam Elliott commercials. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, he does Too a Dorito. Ford I see him in a Doritos commercial. He does Geico Ram. He does do Ooh, Ram. Good call, Trent. I definitely called that. See him in Doritos. Oh, he did the Super Bowl Doritos Cool Ranch commercial with Lil Nas X. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that, but um, no. Let's go anyways, over let's, to let's um, move on. the uh, other the um, other lobbyist, uh, his friends. Let's Dave, talk about them. David Kochner. Let's. He's a uh, he's a um, the guy in Anchorman. Yeah, so this is a guy funny. He plays um, Todd Packer in The Office. He plays an Anchorman. He's such a funny guy. Um, Anchorman, Anchorman 2, Krumpus, Get Smart. He plays uh, Champ Kind in Anchorman. Um, the Goldbergs. Oh, Marmaduke 2. I think uh, someone else was a Marmaduke that I saw. All right, so I don't I don't want to spoil this because it, it might be a pick in the future, but um, I watched this hilarious snowboarding movie the other night. It's a 2001 movie called Out Cold, it's one of Zach Galifianakis's first movies, and it's like if Johnny Tsunami and American Pie met. It's actually kind of got like a grind vibe, Stephen. You might like it, um, but this dude is in it. Uh, check it out. It's uh, you have to hit like past movies, but it's a 2001 movie <coughs> on his page. It's called Out Cold, and it's actually got the guy from um, uh, Dazed and Confused, the the one of the lead guys from Dazed and Confused in it. It's pretty fucking funny. Oh, actually. dude, this is looking definitely like a movie that I would have probably loved back then, and I first saw it. But but you haven't seen it, Nick. But it's uh, it looks like a pretty sick snowboarding movie. Oh, I've actually seen this one. I've I've seen bits. I haven't seen the whole thing, but this is where they. I think you may have showed me this one time, Nick. Where they're yeah, they all like get the beers and they go down. They. They like drink as they race down the hill. Yes, with beers. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I've well, seen, I never I've seen, seen it. I had never this. seen it's it. Like so it's like a, um, yeah, like a snowboard party movie. Not bad though. I might have to put it on the, uh, yeah, put it on the list and check it out soon. Put it on the old list. 
Well, well, don't watch it because it it may or may not be my my next pick. So okay, well, yeah, I'll wait. No problem. As, as long as I know it's in the future for you. Oh, but, uh, oh let's move on. Boys, what was the uh, other lobbyist? Um, her name was uh, Polly Bailey Maria Bello. Is uh, um, Maria Bello is what's her, her? What's her? What's her real name? Her real name is Maria. Maria Bello. But her uh, actress name was Polly Bailey. She's uh, known for Coyote Ugly. Go ahead and hit, uh, hit some Control F. Yeah, I, can I see, got it. I got see it. See the confused look on your face. Uh, Coyote like, Ugly. Actually, okay, Lauren got, got me to watch that. It's it's a pretty good chick flick. Pretty good movie. Uh, but it she's can't be better than Mean Girls, bitch. No, but they're not all gonna be Mean Girls. All right. Grown ups. I, I don't want to put it up on that pedestal. I, that was wrong of me to do that. She was in. Let's see. She's known for Coyote Ugly, History of Violence, here. The Cooler, and Lights Out. She's been on NCIS. No, she did good. You know what was funny? And I don't even know. I forget what idea he had, but they were sitting there, and um, the guy gets like the apple pie with cheese on it. Yeah, with the flag, the American flag. And he's like, that's disgusting. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but it's American. Oh, and I think maybe that's where he realizes, like, hey, like, you make cheese. And you're the reason this guy is like fat. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much like. Yeah. So I feel like I think he's like was at that point he's like used it. <clears throat> That was the point, Stephen, where he I think realized he saw like that because he saw he, he was just pretty much like Americans can do whatever they want, even though they know it's unhealthy and disgusting. He says I'm American, so I can do it, and that's pretty much like his argument. Like people are gonna do it, you know, they're American, so they're gonna do it. I mean, we can put some stuff on the that box. That is American. Give us some, you know, speeding tickets, overconsumption. But, oh, they yeah. have a Jane Austen book club look at that off my answer choice jane austen right there she was in that the jane austen book club i do want to talk about we do have a repeat uh her name is kim dickens she was uh the mom or no no, the wife of nick naylor her name is jill naylor and the repeat uh, you mean the ex-wife the ex-wife yes and the repeat movie is gone girl she, oh, Detective oh, Rhonda Booty. Yeah, she was the detective. Nick, the fact that you didn't make good that call. catch is um, pretty unprofessional. Yeah, Nick, where were you on that, brah? <laughs> There's so many actors on this. We still got uh, Katie Holmes. We still got Rob Lowe. We still got Adam Brody. <laughs> Listen this back to the Gone Girl episode. Deep. Nick lives and dies by this movie. And after the Invisible Man, he thought he was choosing <laughs> something different, and it actually wasn't. Very similar, two very similar movies. Check those back. Oh man, I plead the fifth. <laughs> so hilarious, Nick. Who are the? A little bit different of a movie. Who is the journalist, Nick? I I do want to talk about her. Katie Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes. Uh, Katie All Holmes. Right. She was in yes Heather Holloway. She was in Batman Begins, Dawson's Creek. Yes, um, yes. Uh, disturbing behavior. Jack and Jill. Ocean's Eight. And you know what's uh, you know what's funny is like the whole movie. Like even at the end, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, this girl. Guess what? She's you know now uh, just a weather reporter. You know, ha- yeah. having a shitty weather reporting job. Uh-huh. And you know all these other people. And he's like, yeah, I pretty much got out scot free. And like, I guess I was still the asshole of the situation, but. And that's, that's it was a weird kind of way to take the movie because you're very much like on his side and it's almost like 
Yeah, all these other people that were like just trying to like, you know, have them pay for their wrongdoings. Yeah. Just sort of got made made to seem like, oh yeah, now guess what? They're not even doing well anymore. They're over here, you know, doing a weather which comparatively is still a great job, but in their field, it's a downgrade. Also, we got Robert Duvall here. Oh yeah, Robert Duvall. Steven, he was in Ooh, The Godfather, Robert. my boy. Nominated Best Supporting Actor for The Godfather. He won Best Actor for uh, Tender Mercies. Apocalypse um, Now. Yeah, Godfather is kind of a... You know what he was in more recently? He was on Four Christmases. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, yes, dude. I just watched that for the first time recently. He was also... I I will say... He's the guy with the satellite He's the guy with the satellite Yeah, he was Vince Vaughn's dad. He's like, why did you get me... Why did you get me a... A satellite. He's like, it's not a satellite, Dad. It's a satellite dish. Okay? Satellite dish. It's different. He was in. Um, Did you find me some cheap satellite look at him as a dish? Young, you guys need to see. Look at him as a young. You guys man. need to see the Judge. That's a good movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Duvall. Very good movie. Highly recommend Ooh. that one. All right, Jack boys, Reacher. I am getting super excited. If there's a couple other actors, I know we're going to be skipping this. This had a lineup. I, I'm almost guaranteed we're going to skip. Somebody. Yeah, but we're skipping. Well, we skipped. Oh, Rob, Rob Lowe, Lowe yeah. dude. When Rob Lowe came out, I was like, the fuck is going on with this guy? We need to do Rob Lowe. We need to do Rob Lowe. I read that he Wayne's I read World, that he shot, man. Wayne's World. He apparently shot Wayne's all World. of his scenes in one. Yeah, day. I saw that, Nick. St. Elmo's Fire. I love how he was like. He was just like, oh, yeah, like, sure, well, like, yeah, no problem. He's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like, I already have the scene. You know, it's going to be Catherine Zeta-Jones and, you know, whatever, and they're going to be your Yeah, whoever, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Make, make like, I'm going to need them to smoke. I'm going to need them to blow smoke rings for that price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, we expect smoke rings for that price. <laughs> it's so funny, like, <coughs> being the decision maker at that high of a level when it's like, Traditionally, talking about that kind of stuff, you'd be like, "Yeah, well, I mean, like, we need to, you know, we'll get approval for that, but I can get back to you." In this case, he's just like, "Oh no, like, we're, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna raise you one if we're gonna do this. It's gonna be this. It's gonna cost this much, you know." He's in so want. many. Because what do you say, like, famous movies? I don't know if you guys have ever listened to uh, Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast, but he has a really good. Yeah. Um, Rachel kind of turned me on to that podcast where he interviews different actors and actresses and stuff, but Rob Lowe's on there and um, it's a really good listen. I, I didn't know much about him, but I really kind of came away like impressed with him after yeah, that. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Um, Nick, are you an armchair? <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't follow it religiously, but do you, do you I did, I did listen I've to it, it for a little while. I've heard it a couple different times. I it's haven't a, in a long it's a pretty good Do you know his uh his his co-host uh, went to yeah UGA. she was in from Georgia I knew that um, I forget I, his wife um, Kristen Bell I forget her name but she's uh, oh she's a uh, she's like Frozen forgetting Sarah she's Marshall the, one of like the girls in Frozen Kristen Bell like, she's and I've and she's I've the, heard him talk on his Kristen podcast. Bell yeah yeah Kristen Bell I've heard him talk on the podcast where she's like you know like yeah I'm doing this movie stuff and I'm like you know Kristen is like doing like I go he goes with her like to all this stuff that she's doing for the Frozen movies I'm like. She's like a super big fucking deal, especially because of that that franchise. Now, I, I think uh, he's like he's like just still he's still doing podcasts. He's in he's her shadow for movies. sure. He did uh, 
he, yeah, he's a, he's a really good. I, he was in um, the Judge. That movie I just brought up. Dax Shepard was in the Judge. He's I I really think he's hilarious. Like uh, without a paddle, I thought he was fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah, movie. he was great. And without the without a paddle, he, I, I just I remember him, him from Punk, dude. That's Punk. Oh yeah, was, Punk like, was made great. His career, yeah, I feel Punk like. Was awesome. Did you guys um? Did you guys? You guys ever see the Hot Ones, the interview show? Where yeah, they yeah. And they have the progressively hotter yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So. I've watched that show a lot and Dax Shepard goes on one time and he says at the beginning, he's like, I drank a bunch of green tea in preparation for this dude. The guy does not break a sweat the entire time. <laughs> and the last dab, damn, he gets another wing and, and then dabs the shit up again, like loads that shit up and then hits it. Wow. I've never seen anyone. Uh, I'd like to see if I could do that. I have a pretty spicy. Palette. There's so many people. I would be someone that taps out straight up. I would be. I would. Ta- I would be like a guy that just taps out. But dude, he goes through the entire thing without even breaking his sweat. Like he doesn't even like seem like he's phased the entire time. That's impressive. Oh, oh, one more repeat. Boys, we got one more repeat. Okay, go ahead. Um, Dennis Miller. What's he from, Stephen? I need to see his face. What's he from? Dennis Miller. Hold on. I'm pulling him up. Oh, hold on. He's Xander Kelly, baby. Oh, yeah. That's why it says Xander Kelly. Yeah. Joe Dirte. Yeah. Joe Dirt. That's the, uh, that's what's popping up on his, uh, his, his first movie that pops up. The previews is this. So I think what they're doing now on this IMDb, when you click into an actor, it it pops up like their most famous movie preview Uh right next to their picture. You see that? It's Joe Dirt. Man, this. But yeah, Xander Kelly, yeah. he did yeah, so good. Awesome. And I was like, I just, yeah, I was like, I feel like there's so many actors coming out of the woodworks with this one. I was like, damn. like, yeah. And like you said, Nick, maybe they like had a much bigger budget for the actors because it's not, you know, like CGI, anything going on. Even Elon Musk. Goodness gracious. They got everybody in this movie. <laughs> I know. What a subtle freaking. Yeah, we got, we got, we got Elon Musk just like opening a car. You can't even see his face. <laughs> we still got him. <laughs> Can't even see his face. You don't even know he's pre- there. This is right? this is like, this is pre-Twitter, pre-Tesla. Did you Elon even Musk see though, President probably. Obama do that line of coke? I bet you didn't. <laughs> I bet you didn't. <laughs> we got him. Don't sleep on Barry oh, Boyos. Oh uh, right, yeah, boys. Boy, you gotta hop we, uh, into the favor seat. Let's I gotta hop stretch in. My Let's stretch right, legs. Do Let's do it. Let's stretch. Favorite scenes from the magazines, but first we're going to talk about Eric Brody, who we missed. He's a repeat from Grind. Adam Brody. His scene was Uh, so funny when he gets there, and he's like, he's just that, I don't even know how to describe that guy that comes down, and you know, very like, you feel like he's very fake, but there was that one part, because he's doing, he's saying all the words and stuff, and then he goes upstairs, and there's like, he sees his coworker, he's like, Hey, dude, I'm going to stab your fucking mom in the face. And then, like, I'm going to feed her to my dog. <laughs> and, like, they're just laughing about it. Like, he's like, oh, you got me, man. Like, I just thought it was such, like, yeah. it was just one of those jokes where it comes so far out of left field. And he delivers it so well that you're like, oh, my God, this is fucking brilliant. The fact that he just did something like that. Because, you know, you know that kind of yeah, work so environment he- sometimes, like, you'll, you'll have guys in the office like, oh, man, you know with a couple of guys in the office say something like that but you can tell that he has gone so hardcore with this one individual and they clearly have gone back and it's like escalated to a point to where he's like yeah i'm gonna kill your fucking mom and stab her with a whatever and i'm gonna feed her to my dog with like syphilis and i just remember thinking like this guy so is perfect for this role 
He's known for American Pie 2, Smallville, Gilmore Girls, Grind, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He's actually um, in that. The OC. I think the OC is what most people know him from. Yeah, um, he's he's sure. a major character. If you got I a girl in he your was life, in that, she in that show. A hundred percent seen that show. Um, I think I don't know. With I, I'm interested with your sister being a little bit older than you, Stephen. If because my sister was two years older than me, so I I was kind of maybe more ingrained with like what she she loved Gilmore Girls, she loved the OC, some of those shows. I, I wonder if some of those shows missed your sister. But how how old's your sister, Stephen? Like. 35 she's 70 years older than i am she's 30 and you're 31 38 did she go to pope steven because my brother's seven years older than me um yeah she did that's so weird i think i've tried to ask around a couple different high schools when we were moving around that time but uh yeah, definitely pope but yeah i think the oc is what most people know him from like you said nick uh but he's he is funny. I do like his character. Uh, he was one of the funnier ones in Grind. No, he he was. Let's, let's get into let's the, jump into let's the get favorite scenes. Let's get into the meat scenes. and peas here. Trent. Let's get into let's, the meat uh, and potatoes, boys. Come you on. kick us off here. I know we've already done a lot here, but yeah, we've done a lot before we've gotten to the favorite scenes. But yeah, there's still a couple things here. I mean, there was a lot of of really good scenes. Most of the scenes where he does his spin doctor work, uh, like at the conference or something like that. And, and like Steven, you already brought that part up where he's, he talks about the hypocritical, no pun intended nature of the, uh, contra- the campaign contributions playing effect into his performance. I thought that was the best burn. Uh, he got him so well. Also, what I really liked were the scenes with the mod squad, um, which was, what does that stand for? Oh, merchants mod, of death. That would have uh, been a good question. Uh, yeah, Merchants of Death. Yeah, all those scenes were really good, but I really liked in the background of that scene, of each of those scenes, there was a sign that said, it said, take pride in America. We have the best government money can buy. <laughs> I thought that was really kind of kind of a really good, subtle, funny thing that they threw in here that, that tied it together. Um, there were so many good scenes, though. I mean, I Nick, I, you brought up the uh, the kid dynamic where the kid was asking, like, if I'm arguing this and you're arguing that, you know, who's right or does it really matter if if you even if you haven't convinced me? He's like, it just matters if you convince the audience. He talks about it with the chocolate and the vanilla. Well, you know what's interesting um, is it's very how you much can like take it off subject. Yeah, it's very much like uh, a salesman. Like you're, it's very much like a, yeah. Like in sales, it's you have to know what to say to those objections. This costs too much. This you have yeah. to know what to say, and you can't just be like, "Yeah, well, it does cost too much," or else you're never gonna fucking sell anything. Yeah, it's one of those things where, and I think, yeah, what he was saying was, "I'm just trying to tell you that you're wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to prove anything to you. I'm just trying to tell you that a statement you made is wrong." And yeah, like you think chocolate's the best, right? He says that, and then he puts him in a position where he's like, "Yeah, I think chocolate's great." And then he's like, "Well, I need more than chocolate. I need, you know, pistachio. I need vanilla. I need variety in my life." So it's not even whether or not he's convinced him that chocolate's the best. It's just he's convinced the audience that yeah, variety is good. It's a good thing to have multiple different flavors right. out there, and not necessarily just chocolate. So some of those scenes were just like really well scripted. And delivered by Nick Naylor. I thought he did. It. He he was the perfect but what actor. What that to does play show me is that but if I just, you could be just a wordsmith and just really use your words. 
properly. I feel like you could just you could go so far in life with just your words. Yeah, you know who's amazing at that? Like the politicians. Politicians are amazing at taking a question, not answering the question at all. Like borderline, like not even really even talking about even relevant stuff that relates to the question and then coming away with heard, it like I heard he this one day, a debate for, uh, I forget what it was, uh, a senator or something over here. Um, and they were just, I remember one of the questions, they asked him a question and he's like, well, I could tell you what my opponent would do or wouldn't do. Okay. <laughs> Instead of answering yeah. the fucking question, it's like so <laughs> obvious that right. just like you're not answering the, the question, but it's like, well, I'll tell you what they yeah. would, wouldn't do, and they wouldn't do this. They wouldn't, and it was like, okay, like it's yeah. almost like, a and then we get game. nowhere. And, that's and that's what... why even you had the mediators there. They were like, he would go off subject, and they're like, hey, listen, like we're not here talking about that. We're here talking about cigarettes. Like, focus on cigarettes. And he was just like, well, I'm you know making a point, but you know, and he had he had great yeah, he kind of did that in watch, the conference. He kind of did that in the conference. presidential debate. That's exactly what they do is they ask him a question did you did you do this did you do this and then their immediate response is well look what my opponent spent their funding on to do and and like they never answer the question head on which is so frustrating as just an audience like i hate watching presidential debates because like that's all they do but i think another thing too is like when you answer the question and you relate it back to what they do somehow you know if so if they give you an objection and you sort of like, there's no way around the objection. Cause like in this situation, can't like they cause, they cause cancer. And I think he even turns around. He's like, who all here thinks cigarettes are good for you? Is anyone here thinks cigarettes are good? He's like, no, no one thinks cigarettes are good. Everyone knows cigarettes are bad for you. Like it's no one's, it's not, they're not mistaking it for a health food, but it's one of those things where, yeah, you have to like, if you can, if you can prove your, if you can prove your point, with an answer and like turn it right back around to them. Like the same with the, uh, the funding and everything, where you get the funding from. Well, I'm sure it's no different than your co- campaign contributions. You wouldn't take advantage of those. Would you? It's like one of those things where, yeah, I guess, you know, if you, if you could find a find a way to relate it, it hits home a lot harder. Yeah, no, but you're absolutely right, Nick. They, they don't answer the question. Sometimes watching those debates, it's infuriating because you're not getting direct answers to the questions that you want. And then it goes off. Like I, I watched the, for midterms, I watched the governor debate for South Carolina and we literally had to stop after each question was asked and just be like, okay, who do we think did a good job on that? Like who won that specific argument and who yeah. didn't go off subject and talk and, and just well, go yeah. talk bullshit. And then you have like, that's like us paying attention. You have like the people who don't watch the debates or the people who do watch the debates and they're just kind of like mindlessly, listening to it all and they don't really get like accurate and that's what's information because so nobody's actually saying what they mean to the questions it's just funny because that's what they, they, that's they'll what find like for. they'll find like yeah well you, you'll find that there's like certain trigger words that politicians love to say like the recent trigger words are fake news it's the wall it's um climate it's change ca- it's cancel culture it's woke it's this, you know, right, and it's like right. they use those trigger words to like kind of a, a you know, like one side will Evoke be like, oh, that's that's emotion. fake. That's fake news. That didn't happen. And then everyone's like, yeah, that is fake news. I've been hearing all about that fake news like that. And then they're like, you know, at one times it was like 
They took the, the, the joke thing. It's like they took our jobs. Remember with the whole South Park thing? Yeah. It's like you know when they start talking yeah. about immigration, it's like they took your they, they're ta- they're taking our jobs. Like yeah, they are taking our jobs. And then you know right, it's right, it's right. they they always find those like hot button <clears throat> things to say like oh that's not a big deal that's like antifa or that's woke or whatever you know like they find those like trigger words that resonate with mm-hmm. people um and yeah it's it's sleepy I, I love joe. like i love the like yeah sleepy joe yeah yeah they 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 latch on to those um those <laughs> those terms that just that just trigger it's the the psychology behind it is extremely extremely interesting though i will have to say and it's so interesting because now they're they're doing this thing where like they're taking like video of like uh something like an uh, interview that happened right and they're literally splicing up the video moving things around so it sounds like like literally it looks real but it, the video has been completely tampered with to make it look like yeah, it's oh, longer. what do you want to do? Oh, I like to kill babies or something like that. Or, you know, just weird, like weird things where they'll like throw different things around and words around and, and like it, it'll flash back to him. But like it'll be from a question from way earlier yeah. or another answer. And just and like it may, people can confirm it. But like the masses see that and they're like, oh, that that's how it went. Like, why would anyone doctor that video? Why would anyone doctor that audio? They just like would see it and not even either just be like, oh, that's just how it is. And like now that's how they believe forever. Because they saw a video of it, and they ha- they'll never know that that was a doctored video, and yeah, that's just the that's just yeah. Barbie so I I do like, think that this court because we just need to get into a court where a judge is like shut the fuck up and tell me exactly what's going on, and I love the handle I've told you guys before the handle on the law guy that I listen to he's an asshole to some of the people but um. It's like it's so funny hearing him talk because he, they they'll start talking about she's like I don't care I don't care like answer this question like how much how much money did you lose they're like oh right, well like right. this is like I need an I need a number just give me a number of how much money how how much damages they're like oh four hundred dollars yeah. like well I mean you can pay a lawyer to you know get your four hundred dollars back if you want but you're gonna be spending more than four hundred dollars yeah. on a lawyer you know sort of thing and you know it's yeah. it's interesting like the way that it, when it comes to law. There's so much shit that they don't care about. And the people will try to throw in there and, oh, yeah. this is fluff, 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 fluff. He's like, no, 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 no. What? Who owns it? Are you on the trust? Then that's – sorry. That person makes the decisions. Like, sorry you're confused about that. But yeah. just tell me who's on the fucking trust I, I and noticed, I'll give you the answer of who can make the decisions. I notice when people try to get people to – other people to ask or answer a specific question, they'll, they'll do this. They'll go, true or false, does, does – smoking cigarettes lead to this and if they don't answer they're like no 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 is it true or false does this happen and like you'll see people squirm because they don't want to answer that like they 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 want it to be like an open-ended but you know what's so funny around it is how many questions do you ask and i can almost guarantee every answer is the same if you ask anyone how do you do this or like what's the best way to do this it's always going to start with it depends it depends. Right. I can tell you what it depends on. Yeah. And we can start going there. But yeah, like you want to buy a car that's $50,000 and you want to be at $300 a month payment. Well, do the math. It's not, that's not going to work. You know, you subtract it by 72 months, 0% interest. You're not going to be anywhere close to where sometimes you got to like show people the reality of it. But yeah, so many people are like, they, they just, they don't have realistic expectations and you know, yeah, or people just want a, a simple answer like like you know, 
who knows? Like every, it's a blanket yeah, statement. What's the, this what's is, the this best is how it is. They want like when it's really more nuanced. or something. They want that answer when you're like, the best yeah. card to sell depends on you know your market and you know your clientele and you know what they're looking for exactly. So like, where do you live and what but, kind of experience do you want? And those are the questions they have to ask. Right. But there's there's ever hardly right. ever a question where you ask a professional. Uh, sort of a quite like an open-ended question like that and it, it doesn't start with it depends it's like i can almost guarantee that is why a I, lot of times i'm like the, what does it depend on you know like that's the question you should really ask but yeah there's never a true or false right, right. like you can never give that answer because there's it always depends on something so with the scene in the going back to it with the scene at the like conference at the very end with the senator, it was interesting because they they were trying to pin Nick Naylor down when they were like, so what do you think about cigarettes? And then he goes off on his diatribe about how oh well you know Vermont cheese kills people like you could call the health you know clogging health diseases and stuff like that the number one killer. And then they're like no like we're here talking about cigarettes. Let's stick to the question that we're doing. So they did kind of narrow him in that that way because you have then, to do that by that yeah. point he had already made his off point, subject though. and that's what that's all his thing was is like yeah he did he was like i'm just gonna make my point and like his he told his son he's like i don't have to answer the question i just have to like make my point and then now now the jury is pretty much saying oh that is a good point you know that does kill people but yeah. we don't see that stuff on our food you know and and food is like a, even processed foods like it's like a bad thing you know people are are very normalized to it now and everything even soda and things like that like I don't even want Braylon to have soda because I don't even want it to be a normal thing in her life where she just is like soda's a thing because it's so much sugar. Steven loves him some soda. I do, and I Steven really wish I didn't have so much soda. Man. Like I what a hypocrite. I, no, I, and that's exactly why I don't want to normalize it because it was normalized for me. And when you go through your whole yeah. young age and you go, you guys always had it in your house in high school. I remember like, going to your house you're in like, high school. You yeah, guys get, always had it. You'd have the two when liters. You're like 30, two 30 liters. plus years like old, you're like looking back Coke. going like, oh, you know, like, yeah, I wish I, like, I didn't drink so much soda and I wish I didn't do X, Y, and Z. But you're, you're just so in tune with doing it. You've been doing it so long that it's like, you're not going to change so, your ways now or it's going to, you're going to, you're going to take quality of life away knowing you're taking quality of life right. away because you're actively trying to not or you know, drink and it's all moderation for me now it's like i've moderated i used to yeah. only drink soda and now it's like i only drink water and occasionally i'll drink soda but it's one of those things just as moderation yeah. you know it's like when you grow up in that kind of stuff and you know cigarettes are normal but eating food and like fattening food and stuff is just a normal thing where we think it's like every meal we eat has to be really, really good and taste really, really good. When in reality, it's like mm -hmm. super bad for your health in the long run. If every single meal you eat is so, something that you're just like cheese and meat and sugar and whatever. I had a coworker at crown and caliber when I sold watches, this guy who worked in marketing that was so addicted to diet Coke that he tried quitting. And the only way that he could quit was he was weaning off of it by he bought a carbonated water machine that just pumps like little like fresh pumps of carbonation in your water so you're drinking water but it, it's bubbly um and and this is before like seltzers were really big so maybe that like seltzer water would probably be better but yeah um the dude literally ha was going through not like withdrawals but as close as pot like he had major mood swings when he wasn't drinking diet coke 
And then that's the funny thing is like you put diet on it and you think it's, oh, it's, it's diet Coke. So it's gotta be good for you. Um, and it's the farthest thing from, Dude, from the fucking truth. This, it's terrible for you. This morning, I told you guys I was yeah. drinking some Reposado last night. <laughs> this morning I woke up a bit hungover and I went downstairs and I literally had to get in my car and drive to the gas station to get a can of Coke because I was so hungover that I was just, and I just like, my body was just like, I just, I needed, needed like, that I just, Coke. I, and I had, I had water and other stuff like that, but like to feel just a little bit better, I was like, I just need this carbonation and the sugar and just like, well, it's that caffeine yeah, I, too. I, I don't right? know what it, I it's don't know what caffeine. it is. And I don't even know if it made me feel sugar. better, but like something in my brain was just like, this is necessary. And I've like, I've it's never done that where I'm like, I'm, and I don't buy, I hardly ever buy anything from inside of a gas station unless it's like a complete necessity. But I was so hungover this morning. I was like, Oh my God, I just got to go just get, this I'm sure it's up. a caffeine and sugar. Steven, Steven, what were some of your favorite scenes? If you haven't touched on them already? Well, um, I thought, uh, one of the craziest scenes when he, when he gets kidnapped and they just put the nicotine patches all over him. Yeah. At first I thought cool, that was yeah. a real yeah, thing that, that happened. And I was like, Holy shit. That's like pretty fucked up. And, I think if someone went through something like that, like I think it'd be really hard to like still be a lobbyist, like go out and like continue to like lobby when like you just got kidnapped. I would just be like, eh, there's some things more important in life. And I think he starts to realize that. But the only problem is, is like, and like you said, he's, he's in a position where he's making a ton of money to pretty much defend cigarettes. And it's no different. I feel than like you said earlier, Nick, a lawyer, that has to defend a murderer and he's like, what if a, 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 a murdered a baby? And now you have to, you have to defend him to the best of your ability because it's, it's his right to have a defense, even if it's a public defense. And yeah, it's just one of those things right. where it's like, yeah, you just, you just have to like sort of walk down moral line. And what I didn't like was just when he was in the, in the classroom and trying to like spin it, like cigarettes weren't bad. It's like, just say they're bad. I mean, you know they're bad. Everyone knows they're bad. You can say that, oh, is your mom a doctor? Well, what was interesting like, is... What, what facts do you have behind that? It's like, you know... It's just... what, what was really interesting was he would do the... Whenever he would be asked, you know, why do you do it? He'd be like, you know, to pay the mortgage. And that was his, his like, excuse. He, I think they, he called it a yuppie Nuremberg defense because it... It's something you're doing that's wrong that you justify by saying you're doing it for the money, but but he that was his always his excuse, which I thought was interesting to pay the mortgage, and I'm sure a lot of people use that because you know people are out there trying to sell cigarettes yeah. to well, and, people I mean, if I was a, they kill twelve hundred people. You know people. So funny, if I was a drug member in the cartel, I'd say the same thing. That was like such a big yeah, theme of it too, to pay the mortgage, and everyone was like, even the Marlboro man, like he was now on the other side of it. But at the time he was just doing it to pay his mortgage and make money. And, and then he took all that you're, money. You're like, you're in a position through your whole life and you're just always trying to make money so you can live. And, but yeah, I think it, it's so, it's interesting now because I've started this business. I'm working a ton of hours and it's all to provide for my family in the long, in the long goal. You know, my end goal is to provide for my family. But then sometimes I'm like, damn like am i there's other things i'm sacrificing right now by working all these hours and i don't mm -hmm. want to and that's why i'm trying yeah. to like do a really good family work balance because i feel like it's so easy to like be 20 years down the road and like invested so much time and work 
and you look back and you're like, oh, I've failed to invest a lot of time with my family. And I think that's where he was sort of at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's a he sacrifice. Kid, he was like, there's just more important things to invest your time and, you know, it's, it's, you can, you can make, you can still pay your mortgage, but yeah, that was, that was Nick, a big what, thing. Uh, right? What were your favorite scenes? Um, I feel like we've already kind of touched on, on yeah, most go, of Yeah, go into your, some of your, um, go into some of your demerits. Yeah, let's see those demerits, Nick. Well, let's see those carrots and demerits. I mean, I, I feel like I'm going to hit it. I'll, I'll hit it in my review and then you guys Yeah, but can, I can't rebut. I can't rebut you can, it after you. You can. Uh, you could follow up during the review. Um, so this movie was like, all right, well, I'll come, come out with it. I feel like it was good, not great for me. I feel like it was a little bit too, like, on the nose of, like, you know, the movie's about a guy who is selling tobacco. We don't know if he's good. We don't know if he's bad. And, like, that's kind of it. Like, that's... That's the that's the movie we're watching here. And there I mean there was a little bit of a twist with the reporter scandal and kind of the twist at the end. And I don't I, I want to be clear, I don't always need like a twist, but oh, you do. Um I just feel like there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't much but to it. I mean this conversation is really interesting, but this wasn't really conversations they were having during the movie. We've kind of made these conversations out of out of uh, i don't know our own observations about the world and stuff like that but i just feel like the movie i mean with it being shorter i just feel like there wasn't like a ton of storyline other than like the whole movie the only things that happen in the movie is he goes to california to see rob Lowe. that was really quick then he what else does he do he's sleeping with the reporter and then he goes to the trial at the end and then his kids kind of just following him the whole time, and I I don't know I just didn't feel like a lot if happened anything, in the this movie. Was a father, like, it, it didn't really feel. <laughs> it is a yeah, father I don't son know. movie. I just... It definitely is a father son movie. But then, I don't know. It's like I I guess it's interesting. Like you don't know if he's good or bad. But I I didn't really. I don't know. It's like it was kind of a little bit slimy. How like the kid. I don't really think that the kid would have looked up to him quite as much as he did in the movie. I get that he's your dad and stuff, but um, I don't know. It, it like it just didn't capture my attention. Is I and also for being a, a satire, I didn't really like find it that funny. Um, I wasn't like laughing out loud. Like there was a few scenes that were kind of funny, but I I didn't feel like it was. It I was don't know. more of satire. I, I, just, let, let me like, ask you this. Let, let me ask you this, Nick. Were you were you engaged throughout the whole movie, or were you like checking your phone? Not I was really on my phone. Into oh. it by the See, end. You guys, to, end there of is it. a thing. Didn't you guys really... gotta watch the movie. You can't just be on your phone. No, I know, Steve, but sometimes you do the same shit. You attention. do the same shit. You you've never been on your phone once during Usually the movie. Usually, I watch like. the movies Gone on Girl. my phone. Oh, well, that <laughs> usually I'll like. Why do you watch it on your phone? That's such a small screen. Because I do have a daughter, and like they're always watching something on the TV or something. Dude, to to really like focus and watch a movie and take every word in in this household, in one straight going is like pretty much impossible. <laughs> in this like Braylon will distract. That's There's fair. so much. Like I'm so constantly pausing the movie to like 
deal with like you know you know something yeah. else and then like i'll go back and i'll i'll, I'll start rewatching. i'll say it. this but that's typically how i the watch movies it, the movie's got to earn that it's not given it's got to be earned all right it's it's not no nick and you gotta earn my are, attention i'm not just are, giving it to you we understand your demerits but you're wrong, and I'll tell you why. There was a great twist. Sorta. I okay. I don't there understand was a great twist. them. I don't understand. Trent, the you've never you've never been on your phone during a movie, Trent. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying your demerits. I don't think are are valid. We're back on the demerits. But go ahead, Stephen. So the so the good twist. That I just felt I like it was rushed. What 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 happened? He doesn't. They never showed the thing with um, the actors. He doesn't accept his job back. Because I thought it was a big twist. But another thing, too, is I think it was more of a satire that was, that was because funny. it was from the perspective of the lobbyist. And they're all talking about how you like, you know, we come on, like twelve hundred people a day. Like how many how many realistically are you dying a day from yours? Like 80, 20. OK, and he looks over at the other one. Even, we're not even going to start with you. Like and it was just I think that was a satire. Right, part. Right. It was like, yeah, it's kind and, of and funny, super, but I wasn't laughing out loud at that. And it was not even really funny. I think it's just the fact that you're on. It's 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 like it's projected from his side and like he gets away from it scot free and he still made all the money and he still got a job and fast food doing it for, you know, other people. Like he's like, yeah, I pretty much made off scot free, even though like the smoking industry got tanked after I right after I left. I'm still successful. Oh yeah, that bitch. You know she's a weather reporter now. Just so you guys know, like everyone's doing bad, but I'm still doing good. I got my kid. You know he's not smoking, but you know we're we're cruising. And at, that was the weird part for me because like I was assuming it was the movie was gonna be on the side of like the Senate and like trying to like keep these keep big tobacco down. And this is like this movie. You're on big tobacco's side and you're watching this lobbyist you know do what he does but i never felt like i was on big tobacco's side though i never felt like like you guys were saying you were on his side like most no of the movie. i'm just saying I the movie like was, i wasn't on big i wasn't on big tobacco side. Side. it's not shown from the the right side it's shown from the wrong side and that's like why i feel like it's more of and, a and well and you probably saw did you not see a world that you didn't really know much about yeah. like i would also argue there's not a ton of movies like this which I think is a big argument when we do movies. You'll say this movie was, you know, something like it was like this one or it was like that one. This one was a very unique movie and it did show you a really interesting perspective of how a lobbyist works and you were kind of rooting for him. I was not rooting for Big Tobacco, but I was in a way rooting for him and and he was the protagonist trying to like You just you just I thought he was interesting his and, side and cool. of it too. It's like by the end of it you're like like, like yeah. we're talking now, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, cigarettes are bad, but people are going to smoke them and everyone already knows they're bad for you. It's not like, you know, you know, even I tell my friends like, oh, you shouldn't be smoking that. It's not like they're like, they don't have people on their lights that have told them smoking is bad, but yeah, it's just, it's just interesting watching it from that side and you're hearing his arguments and you're like, oh, that's kind of a good argument. Like he makes a point, you know, yeah. cigarettes I are mean, still bad. There was but some originality to the movie. There was some originality in the movie. I'll give you that. But when it started, I was Not like, some. "This is very. This was. This is classic Trent Stephen biopic formulaic." And I know it's not. Maybe it's not. It's a not a biopic, biopic. But it had that. That same is my vibe demerit of, for the movie because like, I I was thinking it was a real thing, and then I started looking into it, and I'm like, "Oh, this Nick Nolan guy or Nick 
whatever. No, I mean, it pretty a, much a is god. a real thing. He was based on a real. It's, he's not a legit. And that's what I love about it. But I also love. When but it's, it's still like based on somewhat true and, like, stories. Real people and real events. I'm like. There was this is actually what came out of it. I was hope because I liked I like to watch movies like this and just do a bunch of research of like the actual true stories, the the fact versus fiction. And there was just it was pretty much like you said, Trent, based on this kind of stuff and based on people and sort of events, but they were never real. But it's Steven, it pretty much is I mean, it pretty much is based on a true story without them saying that. I forget the movie we watched recently, but it's said in the beginning based on a true story. It wasn't oh, even really based on a true story. They just <laughs> Yeah, that I, that was some bullshit in my opinion. <laughs> it was a total lie just to make you interested. So like they could have done something like that, where this movie probably is somewhat based on. No, somewhat and, and it was. And I think there was like like they said they the they made him. But again, like I didn't realize the Surgeon General thing happened so early. I almost thought the Surgeon General thing came out of something like this, but you said it happened way back in the '60s. So '69. It was yeah, it was just a little. I don't know. It was just like, it didn't grab my attention that much. It was a little bit boring to me. Like, I don't know. It was like a wannabe Mad Men type of thing where they're like sitting in the boardroom and they're trying to brainstorm on how they can make cigarettes better. And then he goes to like LA to meet Rob Lowe. And then like nothing happens after that point. Like I, I thought there would have been more behind the scenes of like the history of like the advertising behind it. Like the, maybe showing how the campaign worked oh, and like oh. actually showing, and um, but they never showed anyone smoking. They never showed the the movie stars smoking. They never showed like necessarily the people buying cigarettes. The economic like I don't know. It just felt very like surface level in some regards and like some plots that weren't like really explored. Like what what happened to the whole thing when he went to go see Rob Lowe and then they never. He quoted him a price. This is how much it's going to be for. That Brad was just Pitt saying that he got in he got thing. it into the movies. They were just making a quick scene saying he got he got it into the movies. They were making it look cool, and it was another then, thing like that's why they were like sort of bashing them because they're like you're really like glorifying this thing that is bad for people and like you know we need to like sort of like wrap it up. We don't want advertising just because of the kids mostly. You know you don't want kids going around and seeing you know people smoking cigarettes on the TV saying. Doctors smoke this cigarette. And it's all the what time. they actually I'm did. I'm a doctor and I love American spirits. This is fucking good shit. Like, like, and then kids are gonna be like, "Oh, that doctor's smoking, so I guess it's fine." Like, I'm gonna hit my jewel. But I think that's the whole thing. It's like they got into Hollywood, and that was just like a quick little thing. And then everything else mo- was just trying to. Because most actors the, do, you know, Congress. But I will say, yeah, because when you I think of people maybe that if I smoke- walked, maybe if I watched it a different time of the day, I would have maybe liked it a little bit more or been more engaged. I was definitely trying to get through this late last night, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like, I thought his performance was good, but outside of that, um, I was just like, uh, I don't know. Like it, it just didn't, it didn't do it for me. Didn't I don't know do why. Like, also guys real quick. Just I love do this. It for Nick. Oh wait, you're not going to be able to hear it. And then it felt uh, this is the one one time I will say this movie felt too short to me where I feel like they didn't explore like they didn't explore it like who kidnapped him they never they never showed like they they never went after the people who kidnapped him they never there's just a random guy in a I van was just who's thinking, talking that was just more of saying like, kidnapped yeah. him that was that could have been that person that was on the radio show that said they were going to kill him I know but if if that's a big if that's a big part in the movie I would have liked to maybe seen that drawn out a little bit more like there's a villain who's like coming after him apart from apart from the cheese the guy journalist. who like the well, senator cheese guy who's like kind of coming after him i don't know i just 
I, I feel Nick, like your arguments are listen. all. Why don't you just dead hop ends. in that My review? My arguments are very valid. Why don't you hop in that review? They're because all dead you're ends. already kind of going down that road. <laughs> you might as well just continue. I didn't kick I it though agree. with your uh, with your review. I didn't yeah, kick it unless right you guys on, want me right to break protocol here. I think we go ahead and break. I protocol. mean, I think you did fifty percent of it right there. All right. I, mean, I don't know if you would have. <laughs> just give the number no, right I mean, now. That's, that's basically it. <laughs> That's basically it. I, I will give it, you know, some some merit for like the the interesting conversation. I like movies that that spark an interesting conversation. I I almost wanted to bump my review more after some of the conversations we had, but um, this is like a maybe I'm not as low as you guys think. This is like this is good but not great. This is a this is a three star movie for me. Three stars. Okay. Three stars. Three stars. Okay. This isn't a four, four, five. If you guys are like four, five, five, I mean, we're—I don't know what you're doing here, but no. See, what what gets me is that Nick, I—I I understand like some movies are just not for you, you know. But it's hard to please Nick sometimes because I—I I feel like a big one is that you like original original movies, unless that's I Steven. No, but I think it's Nick. I'll, let me go you, ahead. With you my do not review. like it when there's. You know where Trent's gonna be with this one. But um, the thing is, I'm not too far off okay, of, from you, Nick. Do we? I'm under four stars, but I'm over three stars. Ooh. So I think I'm about a 3.5. And we've talked about this very odd area for a movie, but I did like this movie. In fact, Trent, usually I'm a little bit worried when you pick a movies, but yeah. you picked this one and you told me about it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I like to see a good Hollywood depiction. The only like big demerit that I had was it wasn't a true story. And I just really, I was really like hoping to do the background research and figure out who the people were and like facts versus fiction it and all that stuff. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. But yeah, I just love that it shows you from the side of big tobacco and not from the side that's right. And I thought that was a big interesting concept. And I think that's where the, the whole satire comes from. But overall, it was a mm. good movie. Uh, you know, I liked it. I think there was definitely three five. There was definitely yes. some funny movies. Like, I don't know if it's gonna be. A, I thought you were way higher than that. No, I, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't even necessarily know if it's gonna be a movie. I'm gonna like go watch again anytime soon because it it didn't like blow me away in the acting or anything like that. Here we go. Here we go. Steven's yes, gotta dude. watch him. I get bashed for my criticism, and Steven's like, to... I don't know if I'm gonna watch it again. It didn't blow me away. Like, where am I? Why am I getting shitted on here? And Steven's criticizing it too. No, I'm I'm criticizing. I did like you... the movie. Though. I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I did like the movie, and it was very interesting. I was engaged the entire time. You know, it was one of those things where. You just see someone like this, and like you realize that this is a position that exists. I I didn't ever I never really understood what the lobbyist was. I mean, you hear it, and then you see this movie, and you're like, oh, that is what a fucking lobbyist is, and that's why they exist, and that's why they get paid so much is because they're twisting everyone's words around, and they're make they're making you think different, and they're, you know, pretty much like the the captain of the debate team. Yeah, I will say, Trent, the the tobacco part of it was original, but the whole morally like the guy's doing a, a bad deed. Is he moral? Is he is he good? Is he bad? That well, is that's that going to be in old, everything. But you that's can't, the you movie. can't pick. That's you can't pick that's, like that's uh, the theme the, of the something movie. That's that all, happened in the movie. You, that's but, the biggest thing we talked about is like, like is he movie, is he good? Is he bad? But you can't not like a movie because another movie is similar to it. It's like saying you're not going to eat a steak from a different steakhouse because the one in Denver is the one you like to go to. It's like it's still it can still be a good steak. 
could just be in Georgia. I don't know, it could still be good. I'm not saying different that. restaurant, different it just, flavors. It just feels like it's been. I was just watching it and I was like, I got it immediately. I was like, okay, so the tobacco guy, he's in a bad job. Is is he good or is he bad? Like, what what else is to the movie? Like, that's that's the movie. But but that's like any you pick any movie, you watch the trailer and you're like, ah, I kind of know, know Nick, this I can movie say already. I can it's narrow got down. This theme, it's got that. Theme. I can narrow down. You can't oversimplify it so much but yes uh, that and to go into my review i will say that this movie i thought was super original i'm so happy to hear steven actually like a movie that i picked Me too. which is so rare for the audience <laughs> that don't know but um but yeah i thought it was super interesting because you don't see this lifestyle this lo- lobbyist lifestyle that was one thing that i thought was right. really cool another thing that was really cool was that like the dialogue was actually extremely well done the the way he was engaging and interesting and you wanted to know like what his thoughts were on how he justified him selling this thing that kills so many people a day. Like he'd had so many good scenes with the Senator and, and talking to his kid and, and arguments versus negotiations and, and, and then his kid talking to his, um, uh, argumenting ar- arguing with his mom about, you know, when he was trying to go to California with his dad, I thought that was a really cool scene that we didn't talk about, but like, there's so many interesting, cool things in the and movie. That would never as happen, well as, right? You would never take your kid on a business trip and walk into the office, and that's a suspension of disbelief thing, right? We're we're just rolling with that. Uh, Wait, no, I'm sorry. I, think, so. I think people take their kids sometimes to. I would, think people would, take their kids to work sometimes to a tobacco meeting. Hold on a second. You would bring your kid. The fact that he brought his kid everywhere with him that would not happen in in a biz. If I was if I was a C level executive and a kid was showing in this, you know, a high level consultant came and talked to me or lobbyist or whatever and brought his kid. I don't, I don't, I would be like, dude, this is not professional. Like you don't bring your kid. Yeah. I mean, probably he probably wouldn't do that. You wouldn't normally do that, uh, obviously, but there are kids that go with their dads to work, you know, like that's not like un- to the office, but not on like business yeah, trips. Yeah. No. And he was, I he mean, was maybe much on like a business trip doing that, which is a little bit different. The only situation with this though, is that, one, this is his job. He can't go around that. It's not like he's like going to war or anything. He's like he's he's doing an office job just because it's for tobacco. It could be for alcohol or any of that kind of stuff. But I think the interesting part is that he doesn't see his kid a lot anymore. Though his his ex wife has a kid, and there's this other guy there that's you know trying to become the father figure, and. He can like only mm. see the kid when he like on the weekends or whatever, and he has to come over and like go through the mom and like she has to get him ready and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's one of the. And then situations- his kid just gets a gun pointed at him, like, "Oh, sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. The Marlboro Man pointed a gun at you. My bad. I didn't know he was gonna do that." Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, all of that is just part of the drama that is a part of the movie, and any movie will have no, some yeah, drama like, that's going down. It's not necessarily realistic, but for the movie, it works, and it sort of just shows that you know. He did want to be a good dad, and he was trying to spend time with his kid, no matter even if he had to go out to this business trip and do all this stuff. And his kid had to see him and morally justify it. But no, I think overall it was just so. A, so let me get back ahead. to it. So yeah, get back so to it, Trent. getting back to it, I, all of that was really good. There were really good, I thought, themes in the movie where he was teaching his son about how to not just be a sheep and think for yourself. And if you want to have a cigarette, you can have a cigarette, just like Stevens had a cigarette. You know, he had to see for himself what dipping was like or whatever. And I think that's a strong message. No, don't. He's not saying, you know, go smoke a bunch of cigarettes. 
but think outside of just what a sheep would. Don't just do what people tell you to do. I thought that was a really strong, important message that and theme that they had in the movie. And then I thought there were really funny elements. I know you're saying there's not much pop, but there were just like funny elements with the mod squad, um, Merchants of Death. And some of those scenes were really cool, funny things that they added. Not to mention star-studded cast. This uh, this movie had pretty good acting. It was pretty funny. And I do love myself a good satire. Yeah. Um, so for all of those reasons, I think I'm with the critics out there. And I'm right around hovering at like the 80%. I'll probably give this movie a solid four star. Teetering above, close to four. Five. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four. I thought this was a solid movie for your boys' sure. pick this week. Okay. That's very good to see you guys. Oh, I love points. the back and forth. I love the banter. I love the discussion. I mean, let's be real. Movie. If we all, when when we disagree, the episodes are more entertaining. Let's be real. When oh, we absolutely. All, very rarely, oh, absolutely. unless we pick like a collab pick, are we all like head over heels. And totally. Another reason to. Never does somebody. Yeah, Another reason too that I like movies like this is because. It um you you it's like real life and we can have these conversations like these moral conversations like was well, this good is this good why is you know they're all bad but now how do we mm-hmm. justify everything being bad and then, like you said you, you get getting a peek into like a real position in a real life a real life lobbyist and just like them talking together and you know joking about their you know lives as lobbyists and like you never like see that kind of stuff and. So for me, it was super interesting seeing yeah. all that kind of stuff and the big tobacco and yeah, I'll give it that, that realism stuff. But um, yeah, uh, boys, I got a pick. It's time to it's freak been you. A long time since Daddy got to freak us uh, since last year. Steven, let's see freaking that lead. I will say, guys, I, w- I was kind of getting uh, war dog vibes, you know, morally ethical. Oh, you're selling something. You would, that's you would try to saying, compare it to something saying. that it. Isn't comparable. So this just stuff movie, the tobacco with uh, guns. This movie, I've only seen it once. Really surprised me. <laughs> uh oh. It really surprised go. me. I've wanted to watch it again, but I was like, you know, I, I kind of want to pick it for the pod and then uh, rewatch it and get Here on and go. talk uh, talk with the boys. This movie is the okay. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, I've heard it. <laughs> so I've I'm gonna I'm gonna it. give you a, I'm gonna give um, you a, I'm gonna give you the IMDb line right here. Isn't it a satire? So this is a this is a satire, I believe. So it says, um, six tales of life and violence in the old west, following a slinging gunslinger, a bank robber, a traveling, impresario. Oh, um, an impressionist essentially. This was an interesting one. An elderly prospector, a wagon train, <laughs> and a and a pair of bounty hunters. So essentially, there's like six different stories, um, kind of like Black Mirror vibe almost. And in these old, uh, it's a really interesting movie. I think it's gonna be a great uh, topic of conversation. Interesting. Very interesting. It's a Coen Brothers movie, movie too. There's essentially six. There's essentially Brothers. six stories in this movie, completely different. Um, but really, really cool. And they're all. They all have a similar vibe. All right. I like this pick for you, Steven. I, I think this is it. a good I pick on you. Yeah, this is a different one. This is a good I think pick it's going to be something that we can talk about, and uh, it's going to generate some good conversation. Okay. 
All right. Well, boys, yeah. thank you for uh, joining us, audience. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Hypocritic Podcast. If you can give us a follow at Hypocritic underscore podcast on the Instagram. And um, guys, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Love talking about this movie with you. Super interesting conversation today. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I'm excited for the next episode too, Steve. Very excited for that one. Can't wait. We'll see you next week. Thank you.